0: podcast is part of the pod syndicate family for more criminally compelling shows articles and conversations head to wearepodsyndicate.com.
1: good morning good evening good afternoon good welcome to episode 368 of film bastards i am one of your co-hosts mark foster and as ever i am joined by becky foster hello
2: everybody
1: and ian loring going into lockdown baby let's go yeah ian ian is 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 back in lockdown from friday um we're not because um they just want us to fucking spread that dizzy motherfucker
2: Yeah, it's cause our government doesn't care about us what it's because we're not devolved our government doesn't care about us
1: no they don't we are literally battery pounds to them
2: well, we should be, we should be able to devolve as just the north
1: that won't go well.
2: I think it would. I think we're, we, we'd be we're fine. we
1: Yorkshire. Yeah. 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 It's well. We luckily we live in a very cosmopolitan part of Yorkshire. The rest of it is just racism and broken trampolines. We
2: still don't have to mix with them. It's I know what we'll Just get we'll get Andy <laughs> Burnham to be our prime minister in the north.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think. I think. he'll go. He'll go. Whoa, Yorkshire got my hands full over here <laughs> <laughs> don't need that uh, but we're not going to talk about that no we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about some fucking movies motherfuckers uh, we've got we've got a pretty we've, we've got a pretty pristine show actually um uh, we're doing retro reviews of movies that came out this year yeah <laughs> In, yeah in uh, at Queen and Slim and uh, Uncut Gems, um, and we're covering the latest uh, Netflix offering, the Aaron Sorkin written and directed, The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's
2: been a very serious week,
1: hasn't it's it? It's been a very serious week, but... but very serious people? Yeah, we're very, we are serious people, of course I mean, we are. Very serious people. I mean, what? you're not. I'm a deeply serious man. I mean... What?
2: You can't even get morning, afternoon and evening in the right order.
1: I don't need to. I'm too serious. Mm. He's
3: what he's, he's busy using too much for his brain power on his album.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Arousal cafe. Arousal cafe. Arousal cafe. <laughs> and, uh, Noel and I uh, contributed to that today, didn't we? It, it,
1: they did. Yes. I'll play it to you later on. Noel, Noel and Ian have, have written us like one of the, like a little sample. That I'm going to put on Arousal Cafe. Amazing. Of, of, of you two's discotheque.
2: I'm so excited.
1: You should be. It's arousing. Um, so, but what, yeah, so that's what we've got uh, covering. plus uh, the usual trailers, maybe some news uh, and other, other other bits along the way. Ian, has there been any news or have movies just given up? I, I, the, I mean, th- this, oh, wait, this isn't
3: strictly um, film news, but I will just say a trailer for a new Call of Duty mode just appeared in the last hour or so where they're having a Halloween event. Featuring Leatherface and Jigsaw.
1: <laughs> I mean. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that that's mental. But also, as well, you're thinking, I mean, Leatherface would kick Jigsaw's ass, wouldn't
3: he? You'd think so. But no, You, uh, it looks like you're going to be able to get a Leatherface skin. <laughs> which is quite appropriate considering what he wears.
1: Yeah, he's so... literally a skin. I
2: feel but, like, though, Leatherface is a bit of a blunt instrument, isn't he? Like, yeah. Jigsaw, I think, could probably outthink him.
1: Yeah, but while Jigsaw's twatting about trying to make all these fucking little fucking things and fortnighting it in the corner, then your fucking Leatherface will just come up to him and just start just hitting him with, like, a tree or something like that.
2: Leatherface, is he not the Texas Chainsaw Man?
1: Yeah.
2: He, he uses a chainsaw. Yeah,
1: but he might not have picked that but, up yet. He might not have yeah, found yeah. that
3: yet. There, there is a part of the trailer where it's Labberface firing off a gun.
2: Oh, dear. That's off-brand.
3: I don't know. There's also another bit where the Jigsaw puppet is literally trying to mow someone down in a truck. Is he called uh, Jerry,
1: the Jigsaw pup? Oh, okay. oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Jigsaw puppet's right. is not called Jigsaw. It's called Jerry, I think. Okay. I just
3: like somebody just forwarded it in a WhatsApp group I'm in mean, earlier on was like this looks alright and it was just like Billy. I was just wondering where the fuck is this going? Billy that's Billy,
1: it. that's the name of the lot is it?
3: Um yeah. but
1: <laughs> Oh, because fucking Billy's so much fucking better than
3: Jerry. I
2: mean it's better than Jerry sure.
3: Um Yeah. Um well in as Welsh cinemas go into lockdown on Friday um and i did say this um before we started formally recording there's no patron pre show today because we were talking about work and stuff and it probably wasn't um like it wasn't for public consumption um um yeah so uh showcase cinemas my local um have had to, are going to be shutting down on friday they emailed me today uh john the ma- I'm, I'm assuming the manager of the Cardiff Nagar site uh, saying I can see you book tickets we, Like I'd like to uh, give you some complimentary tickets when you're back I emailed back saying look don't worry about it it was a screening of the Exorcist it's fine I'm sure you guys could do with the fucking money and he emailed back saying that's really nice I'll pass that on but we want to give you some comp tickets um, very very nice of him and it's the kind of personal touch that I wonder whether Cineworld could do with more of judging by their twitter account um just feels quite impersonal imperson- <laughs> It seems like it's
1: written by a robot on asshole saying <laughs> yeah yeah
3: um this was literally like a couple of hours after the lockdown announcement and it I, I i assume it was the manager of the fucking site emailing me which was very nice of him so it's the kind of thing you that kind of stays with you i think and i wish showcase had an unlimited card because holy fucking shit i'd be there all the time and i would buy concessions
1: anyway
2: uh, earlier in the week uh, about um Odeon cinema group if you turn up with your unlimited card they'll give you half price tickets yeah yeah that's pretty good as well.
1: yeah but imagine that if you're just a regular Odeon patron and you're like mm. what the fuck guys
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i mean right. to be fair they, there's an offer for them it's called limitless
1: oh, all right so th- 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 they do like an unlimited thing yeah all oh, right fuck them guys then
2: <laughs> Dude, are...
1: i mean I, I'll, I'll be honest
3: it's like if after this two-week local lockdown the Odeon in cardiff opens up um and cineworld's still shut considering i've already banked that cineworld unlimited thing i'd be kind of tempted to join their limitless scheme um you know just anywhere i can just watch some movies not have to worry about shelling out seven quid every time but anyway the reason why i mentioned that Um, So New York State cinemas outside of the city are going to be able to reopen um, from uh, this coming Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, which does seem to be the start of maybe things starting to ramp up a little bit in the US. Um, So it's like I say, it's outside of the city and a handful of other counties, but AMC who own, uh, um, who own Odeon have already said they'll be opening their locations. So, you know, here, here's hoping
2: eh? a, <laughs> um, Hope? what's that?
3: I don't, I don't, I mean, it's, you got to You got to have some of it. You got it. You got to try. Um, you know, there's nothing major out now until, well, actually, in the U.S., they've got the to next month, which could do well in Thanksgiving. Um, but then you have got Death on, on the Nile in December. Maybe that hits. Maybe. Stranger things have happened at sea.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we also did you did you see the wonderfulness of the Batman in his, uh, in his
2: dressing gown? In, his in the dressing,
1: the dressing gown. Yeah.
2: Do you see the picture of him stood on the library building though?
1: Yeah, did you, did you see that somebody um, somebody took the photo <laughs> and exchanged the picture of Batman from so a liner building mm. um, and um, cut that out and put the one of the ones from the um, Fathers for Justice <laughs> thing and replaced it with a guy just in a Batman suit on the top there. And the Daily Mail put the wrong picture in.
2: Nice,
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah,
3: I it's it's fun to see films in production where it's just like but not that that you're you're not going to be out for two years and it are you even going to be out in two years who knows who knows Um, i find
2: it really difficult to get excited about movie news now because it's like it's all right yeah let's 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 wait and see what fucking happens shall
1: we? i saw uh, some some movie news um and but i saw it when i was uh, um when i'd woken up and you were you weren't quite up yet. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't press play on the thing because then it it'd woken you up. So I was looking at it and I thought, holy shit, is there going to be another Die Hard movie? Uh, and it turns out, no. There isn't going to be another Die Hard movie. <laughs> it's an advert for car parts. <laughs> right. Starring Bruce Willis.
3: And Argyle.
1: And Argyle's in it as well. Yeah.
3: It's two minutes long. And don't watch it. I'm not
1: gonna. I, I don't give a shit. I watched I watched a good day to die hard uh, a few times. And I own it on steelbooks. I don't think I need to watch that. I think you paid your dues there. I have, yeah, I have. I've paid I've paid my dues. Literally, if if, if I were to ever pirate anything, um, I think when they said, "All right, we'll try to go," hang on a minute, I just show them that, and then just go, fair enough, fair enough, yeah,
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, so, um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's really much else, to be honest. Um, I don't know. Harvey Weinstein's lawyer was saying he's probably going to die
1: in prison. Cool. Kind of what happens if you commit crimes uh, that mean you're going to be in prison for longer than you have expected life left. Yeah. That's a big old shrug emoji. Um, (laughs) I, I, I I would go further than say it's shrug emoji. I would say that it, it, it is verging on DiCaprio meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Like um, I said,
2: that's a bit harsh. This is a man's life,
3: but it's Harvey
1: Weinstein. Fucking... It's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah,
3: fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eva Longoria joins Ice Cube in Timur, Beckman, but sci-fi pick for Universal. Um, Harrison Ford and Ed Helms to star in STX comedy The Adventures of Burt Squire which 100% sounds like a film that Harrison Ford would be starring in
1: these days. Um Ice Cube? Sorry? Ice Cube is teetering on the edge of being canceled, I think. Yes. Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: Uh, what's he been doing? Uh he his um his foundation um which is a jobs for um I think it, I think it's it's jobs for um low skilled black workers. Um, has been um fully negotiating with the Trump administration uh about um sponsorship and not with the Biden um camp there, so he's kind of got a little bit of backlash for that. His explanation for it is oh, um, shit, I'm just reading his tweet. Sorry, yeah, he, he's basically said, Look. They've been the only one out of the two of us that have wanted to out of the two so far that have approached us to uh, to talk about it, and we want to talk to everybody rather than saying, "No, we we'll only talk to you guys." So I, I can see he's kind of it's a little bit like, a, "Hang on a minute, just stop pointing things and shouting before you know everything." A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Or fair I, enough. Ice Cube has set up a charity. Uh, To make money for one camp is saying that they're going to that they'd like to talk to him about how 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 it works etc so he's talked to them the other camp haven't yet it's not he very much has been i'm not endorsing this what is it Uh, um i'm also not endorsing this one i just like it
3: yeah fair enough um yeah i I, I don't know not much going on this week Uh, you know it's the ramp up to the fucking election, isn't it? I don't think there's going to be much happening in Hollywood for the next couple of weeks.
1: No, it's um, everything's everything's just a bit weird at the moment, isn't it? Mm. You're hosting, yeah. dude. I know, I just, I'm sorry, I'm getting things from work. Okay. Two seconds look. I can't do this down the Oh, okay.
2: Sorry, he's, he's disappeared to do something work related. Okay. Um, <laughs> um oh, And swearing at the cat. Um, I finished Resident Evil. As a bit yeah, of seven,
3: 17 hours later. Good job.
2: Yeah, it was a good times. Um, I haven't finished it before. I've played Resident Evil 1 before, but not finished it. Yeah. Um, So it was good. It was good to get to the end of it.
3: Do you kill Wesker?
2: No, because Wesker's in later games, isn't he? he?
3: Games, isn't he? Yeah, fair enough.
2: So it, it's a standard Resident Evil ending where you just go off in a helicopter.
3: Yeah, nice. <laughs>
2: um, but then I kind of restarted it as as Chris, because I thought, oh, well, in in the Jill storyline, Chris doesn't actually make it into the mansion. He goes off somewhere else, and it's just um Barry, Wesker, and Jill that mm. are in the mansion. So. You get, to, you get to play and do whatever Chris is doing in the background outside of the mansion, and, oh, it would be really exciting. No, in the Chris version, Chris ends up in the mansion, so it's just basically the same story, but with two fewer storage compartments. So I couldn't be asked with that bullshit. Oh, fuck,
3: yeah, no. Yeah, oh, so you no, go down no. from eight to six. No, no, no.
2: Too, too, too many trips back to the storage box as it is with Jill. Mm.
3: Mm. I. I played about five hours of Ghost of Tsushima then looked out how long it takes to beat it and was like right I'm only about 20% of the way through this fuck that and I just deleted it
2: I don't understand how you can do that do you not want to like see how it ends nah wow crazy nah. crazy for me. um
1: back in the room <laughs> go on there, bud right uh, trailers Trailers, trailers, trailers. They're Uh, they're awesome. They're actually awesome, yeah. It's very exciting. It's, 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 it's possibly arousing. Um, So before we get to the 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 biggie, what have you seen here?
4: Um,
3: I actually can't recall, apart from the one today. I don't know. You guys talk some. Jog my memory.
1: Go on, Bex.
2: Um. So, well, I, I've only really got the two that we watched today. Um. The.
1: Well, I, I'll go with some other ones then. You but. go. Cause, cause, seriously, because clearly I care. I care about future movies, Mark. Um. The Kid Detective. I haven't watched. That. Oh, it's just the Adam Brody one. Adam Brody uh, played a a detective that was a detective when he was a kid and is now still a detective now, but doing the same detective agency that he kind of ran from his treehouse when he was a kid um but he actually has to investigate an actual crime rather than just like petty snitching and stuff like that that he was investigating before <laughs> right. um I, i'm actually kind of up for this because I, I i kind of like adam brody's like uh it's kind of monosyllabic kind of just like the bit that he he, he plods along with uh, yeah. there i i like i like the fact that he seems to have gone do you know what I've made my nut. I don't need any more. <laughs> um, I'm okay with just kind of just doing random shit that, that, that makes me kind of like chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I will turn up. Every so often I'll do a, like a little indie pick that I might get like to be the, like the starter of. But the rest of it, I'll just turn up for like, if it's anything more than six days filming, I ain't doing it.
2: Is Adam Brody that turns up in the league?
1: Yeah, he does turn up in the yeah. league, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's always like, he, he, he's great as little like, Side characters in things. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I I actually quite like the look of this, to be honest. I'll be hunting it down. Uh, what else we got? Um, Hillbilly Elegy.
2: Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. This it's been getting like reviews. are have have all been sort of like early reviews have all been like it's really fucking miserable. But I'm fine with that everything's miserable right now so it's it's an outlet for that misery it looks quite good i think it looks quite good it
1: it it does it looks a little bit from the trailer and it might not because because i'll I'll watch it partially because it's on netflix and we can actually watch it (laughs) um but also but it does look a little bit like a boring version of the place beyond the pines Fair enough. Okay. Like, like if somebody took a place beyond the pines and went right. How can we make your parents want to watch this? Let's catch, cast Glenn Close, um, and let's put a really bad piano soundtrack over the trailer and make it look, make it look like something that that would be on ITV if ITV had like a premium section. <laughs> uh, it, so it looks a little bit like that. So it's not going to be better than The Place
3: on the Pines because it won't have Ben Mendelsohn picking up a dog and wiggling no, it about. It, it,
1: it, it won't. Um, it'll probably have fucking Glenn Close laughing at a hamster or something like that. That, that, will, that will be its equivalent. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close laughs at a hamster.
3: Amy Adams it? like unsatisfyingly jerking somebody off and just looking glum about it. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Like like, like in The Master.
3: Yeah. But <laughs> know, no, she's doing that with purpose. Sorry. <laughs>
1: it's not. It's not. It's a different level of purpose. Mm.
2: Well, uh, no, I was just gonna say it's. I I, I. I. don't know. I'm a bit dubious about it because I'm not. I don't normally like films that are just like generation-y You know, like oh, here's yeah. he 14 generations of people and how shit they are to each other. And that that seems like kind of what this is.
1: Mm. It does. It does. It does. It does seem to have that. That vibe to mm. it, but yeah, I, I I like Ron Howard as a director. You know, he he gave us the the wonderful Robert Langdon There's trilogy. That. So yeah. I mean, there is that. Yeah, I actually got a notification from Netflix today saying mm. um, a film you you may like has been added, and it was it the Da Vinci City. Code. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know me, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you saucy bastards. Um, <laughs> Jungle Land.
2: This is Mark Nip. It
1: is Mark Nip. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um so have you seen anything about this, Ian? No, go on. Uh it is Jack O'Connell. Okay. Um and Hunnan play uh, low skill factory workers. Um Charlie Hunnan is an ex-bare knuckle boxer who he now trains Jack O'Connell. Oh fucking uh, hell. Yeah, all right. In an, in an underground bare knuckle boxing competition. <laughs> um things go wrong and s- uh, they are Jonathan Major's uh, character who looks like he's playing a pimp uh, <laughs> Wait. and uh, they have to essentially do a battle royale um to their death essentially are oh, they gonna kill Jack O'Connell's girlfriend uh, and it's that but it looks it looks heavy it's not very heavy. it looks very very heavy and I am very very
2: very heavy and very it. miserable
1: yeah it does it it looks like nobody has a pleasant ending to that movie everybody nobody gets out of there alive is what I'm saying so cool. yeah i'm i I'm, I'm, I'm very it, it does but also well actually it does look really quite good as well yeah it does yeah um and then finally who's coming to town? Seriously, we literally just watch the fucking trailer.
2: Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, he yeah,
1: is. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, Christmas Chronicles 2. Um, just some fucking real high states Christmas shit. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas might be over forever because of that prick from, um, what that is it? Hulk of the Beast.
2: <laughs> what a bastard, eh? What a prick. <laughs> nah, it looks, It looks really good. It was never not going to look good, though, was it?
3: it just looks like they've increased the budget like 10 times for this. Like, cause the first one, you know, it's shot mostly like in, on, in the real world, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Santa does a thing with the E street band in a fucking prison cell. You know, it's, <laughs> but this, I mean, it looks like they might be back, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, but, it's all set in the Santa land, the North Pole. That's what it's called. Fucking hell. Um, Santa wow. land. Um, <laughs>
2: that's and, impressive earning. Wow.
3: Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, yeah, it looks like they've chucked some money at it. I think the Christmas Chronicles did well for Netflix in terms of viewership. And it just. It's one of those, it just feels like what the world needs right now kind of
1: efforts, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it, it really does. It, it does look like you say, like, it's just, you know what? Fuck it. We could do the little bit of joy and this is just going to fucking slap it all over our faces.
3: <laughs> it. It's the sausages meme. It is, yeah. Just give me it. Yeah.
2: I don't know the sausages meme.
1: You must know the sausages meme. He's going to send you in a
3: second oh, I'm fucking going to send it to you right now Yeah
2: <laughs> Am I going to regret asking this?
1: Maybe yeah. You'll look at it and you'll go Ah oh, that one If you don't then where the fuck you been living?
2: Grown up land
1: <laughs> This yeah, is grown up land now <laughs> <laughs> We've become so desensitized We live in memes <laughs> This is sent Oh, I have seen that. There you go. I I am hosting that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, fuck it. Let's do the trial of the Chicago seven.
3: Oh, the main reviews going
1: first. I yes. was gonna
2: say, don't you wanna don't you wanna maybe sandwich it between the two that we're gonna disagree on?
1: Oh, think, oh, oh shit. I don't, I don't think we're gonna disagree on. Alright, fine, 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 fuck you then. Little bit I won't host. I'll do a different one. Which one do you want me to do? Do you want to get pissed off first? I'll just really draw a piss in off first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: get pissed off first.
4: Let me give 40 on pub 9.
5: Say a Hold it? No, you can't. I'll pay for your gas if you let me hold it. It's not a fair
1: trade. Like,
5: if you let me hold it, man, you're going to have to stick up another gas station. Man, I'll kill you right now. You don't look like a killer to me. Queen and Slim
1: is <laughs> directed by uh, Melina Matsukas uh, and stars Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie turner Swift a fucking suave as fuck Buckham Woodbine, Chloe Savine for no apparent reason uh, Flea and Sturgill Simpson Uh, what is the story? Uh, two nameless characters uh, who we find out are Queen and Slim uh, even though they've never actually given those names within the film
3: Uh, spoiler alert, they're actually given their proper Christian names at the end of the film
1: they are indeed, let's
3: call it Queen and Slim anyway
1: yep uh, by the way, the proper Christian names are Angela and Ernest.
2: Angela seems like that fits. Ernest doesn't. It does
1: look, he looks like an Ernest. He he like an Ernest he's man. a good
3: Christian boy. He's yeah.
2: Ernest. Ernest.
1: So he is a good
3: Christian boy. Um, the film starts with them Except on. Except when he's a... fucking the shit
1: out of Queen that's in that car. That's a fucking scene, isn't it? He's I mean, or... that's,
2: that,
1: again, that's the good Christian thing to do. I think even good Christians could get a good say, do you know what? You got like that.
2: I think I could have lived my entire life without seeing that much of Daniel Klee's Kalu- naked ass.
3: Oh, I don't know, man. He was fucking pumping away. Like, pumping. I'll be honest, not what else not. it that's a it was,
1: good. It was, it was a guy there. <laughs> the
3: the only way I can describe that is just a really good knobbing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I will. I, I, I if we're gonna just. Quickly discuss that scene, then if we're not <laughs> discussing it later on in the review. Okay. Um, I, I think that Milena that uh, um, dis- description of it um, was fantastic about the because it got it did get a little bit of a well it was quite you know it was quite graphic and what was going on and she said no I wanted to put two black people on screen and I wanted them to fuck.
3: <laughs> Is that real? Oh, good. Fair
1: yeah. play. She said you never cheap, see yeah. two black people. In a sex scene, mm. um, in a movie, where they are just fucking. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it, yeah, you're right. You uh, go at it. If you want to do that in every one of your movies, I am, <laughs> I am the guy for you. Do
2: you know what? It's As as sex scenes go, it's really fucking well done. They have such great chemistry together throughout this whole fucking film.
1: Well, we'll get to that. Um, do you want to do this I got me? You can do it. All right. Okay
2: you <laughs> ian interrupted first
1: let's not say we interrupted you let's just say it was you interrupted me
2: ian interrupted you about nobbing. i
3: did <laughs> so to be fair i needed to talk about the good nobbing.
1: Um, queen and slim are on a tinder date uh it is going not terribly but not terribly well either uh, they leave um the restaurant
2: establishment establishment
1: yes uh the diner uh the and are pulled over by a police officer who immediately starts acting like you would have seen that every american cop acts and an altercation (laughs) happens where queen is shot in the leg and then in an ensuing grapple um slim um shoots the police officer in self-defense uh but they go on the run, and the film is then on the run, Try uh, essentially lam. on the lam, trying to get to uh, Cuba. Cuba, Cuba. Yes. Across um, a body of water. Now, Bex, uh, what? Across a body, Across of, a water. body of water. Yeah. Yes. Uh, along the way, they get help from people like Buck and Woodbine uh, and Flea. For the very so, um, yeah. purpose. Which one's Flea? He's the, the he's the one who every time. We watched this. I mentioned that it's Flea.
2: Which one is
1: he? The the
3: white dude who helps him, kind of like. No, so the, it's been... yeah. Yes. That's
2: it's not, not Flea.
1: It is Flea. You yeah. will get to that.
2: Wow, he just looks like an old white man. He does. I mean, That's really sad. Flea is
1: old and he's a white dude. I
2: know, but he's he's like he's supposed to be cooler than that. He doesn't look cool. He's and
1: Queen and Slim. It's, it's called acting, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> I know. He's not flea in it.
2: Oh, okay, no, I get that.
1: Um, Becky, we know your feelings behind this, so will go to Ian. Yeah. What do you think to uh, Queen and Slim?
3: I mean, it's it's interesting that we say that we're going to disagree. I mean, I think that Queen and Slim is a is a very good film. I enjoyed my time with it quite a lot would have enjoyed my time with it more if it was kind of closer to 105 minutes than 135 minutes um but yeah I thought it was a good Bonnie and Clyde story that was more about the journey than the destination um I I I thought it was kind of interesting that Everybody seems to know who they are all the fucking time, but the police are always five steps ahead. Uh, uh Behind, sorry. That did slightly bother me. I, I, I think they explain it for the most part, but it was still a I yeah. Um Just, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just the fact that everywhere they go, everybody just seems to work out who they are straight away. And it, it, it's... It took me out of it um, to be honest um, and I thought the the section you know the the bit that it's intercutting um, during the sex scene actually i I get it, but I, I don't really know what it was trying to say other than the people who follow these people are taking the wrong message from these people. But at the end of the film, they're still heralded as heroes. I, it, I, I thought it got a little bit muddled there. But I thought Jodie Turner Smith and Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya were both great. Baked woodbine, fantastic. The sartorial choices, absolutely on point. <laughs> um, even though him basically dressing like a pimp to the funeral at the end did it again. Take me out of it slightly, but yes, I believe that character would dress like that's a fair play.
2: I think that's his armor, though. Like, I think yeah. that's
1: his. That's a Good way of putting it. But I, I, I think the the, the the film, yeah, I think the film actually basically kind of explains that. To yeah. You that it, that, it, that it is.
2: Yeah, he's treated like shit in the real world, and he's created this like he's, essentially he's like fantasy world. His...
3: Yeah, 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 um, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I really liked it. Would it have been in my top ten of last year? No. But that's not to say that it's not a good film. I just I found more fault in it than I think certainly Bex does. I
1: I think with in terms of the um, the the, them you saying about them um, being recognised is
2: um, I mean she's a fairly statuesque character
1: (laughs) is um, I think there's a weirdness of uh, of distance. That i think it is hard to understand uh if you living in in, in the uk mm. because let's face it in, in the uk you could drive to if you say that somebody for instance um ian you're recording this from um uh, ponty just outside Cardiff right mm. uh, but it would take us what three and a half four hours to get to you mm. sure um and that is to get to another country um the the distance between getting from ohio for instance, um, to uh, New Orleans, which the film starts in Ohio and goes to New Orleans, is about 14 hours. Mm. Um, And then from New Orleans to Florida is another uh, like 10 10 to to 12 hours. Mm. And it's just, it's, I think so effectively you've got all those different states and it is, the idea was that they would be, um, that the the police message hasn't travelled as fast as for instance, the amongst the the, 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 the black community, mm. uh, I think was the idea, was it, that they have become heroes that they that, that didn't even need, know they were or even want to be at all. Um, and it was just, it's how these things get completely, um, just completely misinterpreted mm. as being, everything just gets blown up and everything becomes something else. In comparison to what it actually actually is, which is two scared people uh, just trying to get away from a fucking scary situation that, in reality, a should never have happened, and b they should have felt comfortable to be able to go, no, we because stay here. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: a. I think yeah, what you're saying basically is, I think it's a lot easier to to get lost and, and lose.
1: In, in that side of what is it, yeah?
2: It's in in that kind yeah. of space,
3: yeah. Oh um, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I I don't know. I mean, like, I I just like I say, I thought the ending where it's like that kind of like mural of their their photo is like put up and whatnot. I mean, it's a fantastic image. Um, and I don't know. I I think maybe I would have got that more if it wasn't for the lad killing the copper. And I think
2: with that, even hmm. like it's 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 not that um they've made this kid think that it's okay to kill cops i think it's just it's made people feel like fucking hell why should we take this anymore it's kind of empowered people and does he in his youth do something fucking stupid yeah but i don't think that's the enduring message of of what happened with them um it's he's just taken it and gone in the wrong direction with it. But,
3: I mean, that's the thing that that's the, the enduring message that I took from the film was mixed. It was okay. These guys are being celebrated, but that guy also lost his son basically because he took the wrong message from
1: them. And as I think the, the whole thing, the idea was from reading um, about um, so like the actual, the, the writing story, what, how yeah. the it's created sure. was that um, they what it's creating, them two characters, the, the central characters, to be completely disconnected mm. from from the
2: influence of from hell.
1: everything else that was going on. Yeah. So oh, they, they don't, do yeah, yeah. So, so they don't know about they, they, they're second to know everything that's going on, mm. and they have they have no influence or no input in it whatsoever. They're not trying to be a Bonnie and Clyde character. They just want to get the fuck the, out. The, it, that was the idea. Was. It, was was that was that it was just they just they just wanted to live anything close to being a normal life. But I think that you've got I I, I can agree with it to it, it, certain points in the I, I do agree. I think it's a little bit too long.
2: See, I I find that quite interesting because I, I I don't know what you take out of it because I think part of the reason the film is such a success is because. It's because of the asides. It's because of the more intimate, quiet moments just between the two of them when they're just driving along in the car and listening to music and and just the, the stupid shit. The, the stupid shit is what would be cut out if you wanted to take I, half an I, hour out of that, I, and I, then you, that loses you, the atmosphere of the movie
3: for you, me. You you take you take the bit with uh, you take the bits with the boy out, but I I, I, I think that they make the, the message of the film messy other than well life's complicated it's like well yeah all right then but you could have taken that out still have them die in a way that impacts the culture and for me would make like all the mural stuff at the end more powerful because they inspired nothing but like inspiration and sorrow in people not i'm a boy who's now going to be a big man killing a copper I like it just yeah i i I don't know and also i'm i'm ever so sorry one other thing that did bug me that, that there's a bit of shorthand in in, in this film and it, like an example like um there's a scene where uh the white cop and the black cop and the the white cop kind of takes the piss out of the black cop and he's racist to him and the, the black cop's immediate reaction is okay i'm gonna find these guys and then i'm you know i'm gonna look at them and then i'm gonna let them go and i get it i get it but i i i I just it felt quite i i I don't know lazy's not the right word but very obvious and like i don't know i mean i would it have been more impactful if it was a if it was two white cops and they're, they're like the one white cop was ra- race like racist around the other one, the white cop sees them and lets them go or something. I I I don't. I, I mean, it would have been more surprising, you know. It's like I as soon think as it's he. I not a
2: film uh, that's 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 pushing to show allyship though, is it? It's it's a film that's. It's very much through a certain lens, and it it, just, it has it, a right to show it through that lens. I think
3: it just felt to me like. At the start of that scene, that cop had no intention of letting them go. And then just because that one cop says that like one racist remark to him, it's suddenly. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them go. You know, because he's the one who says, I just heard something and the white cops like, oh, it's just like nature is like. That's not nature. I'm going to go have a look. So he was obviously intent on catching them
2: but maybe maybe the the other cop's comment makes him realize fuck if i turn these guys in now they aren't getting any justice here
3: it it just it that one in all of his his experience of policing it's that one interaction that then makes him think and i mean like this is such a small part of the film but mm-hmm. it it's a little bit of just like of of storytelling that just disconnected me from it 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 was just i i I didn't buy it and there's so much authentic stuff in this film that i do buy Mm. that the moments i don't buy like the kid killing the cop and the cop letting them go that it it took me out of the film
4: Mm.
3: and I, i also i'm sorry but them being dumb enough to go like that one guy's like Oh, it's gonna be—it's gonna be a day. Call them back. That's not good enough. Okay, then he said, Me, "Meet us in an hour." The suspect. You call bullshit on that right away.
2: I think they're just desperate, though, aren't they? I think that's—they're naive and they're trusting because they—they're not bad people. They're just in a bad situation. I think that's kind of—they're not suspicious of stuff because they're not they're not of that mindset i think is, is supposed she, to be kind of
3: i don't know man she's awfully suspicious at the start i, I it's mm. i i suppose And i am I'm, I'm sorry bex like I, I'll, I'll stop it just sorry. that's the kind of stuff that just took me out of the film and just didn't quite make it the i wanted to like it more and the bits that i did like i thought were bloody brilliant
2: yeah, sorry Max, to go off and call his work. Sorry, I can just hear him out the the other side. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I I, I completely get it. It's it's it, it got me and
4: yes, yeah. You
2: know if if it if it does it does if it doesn't so much then then fine. I know I, I know you're not shitting on it and saying it was crap, but um, I don't know. I just. It was quite interesting as well from from our point of view, kind of watching it. We we saw it obviously when it when it came out last year, um, and then seeing it both prior to and in the aftermath of everything that's gone on with regards Mm -hmm. to protests and stuff like that. I think it it's weird because you kind of look at it and you're like, oh fucking hell, that's that was it it turned out to be quite a prophetic film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was quite odd because obviously I'd, I'd not, we watched it then, we've not watched it since, and then watching it now af- after everything that's happened in more so America, obviously, but also over here, it, it was just a bit like, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam, it, it, it does the smart thing of not pointing its finger and wagging at you, just... you know. It, it, is, wow. it is entertaining. It is a, fril- a drama thriller at the heart of it. And it's got, you know, it's got some serious shit to say. And I mean, I, I I will say as well, I thought the the relationship between Queen and her uncle. Yeah. Yes, back in again. Like how, <laughs> all right? But um, how that plays out in microcosm. At the end, she's hugging him, like because she's really cold with him, and then he's he's really done them a a solid, and she's hugging him, and then the kind of the realization later on of like, why she was cold with him. And, it, you know, the, the film has got that kind of life-is-messy, life-is-complicated kind of aspect to it, which I really appreciated. I mean, like, Melina, um, Melina yeah. uh yeah, really looking forward to seeing what, what she does next. I mean, she's got a, she's got an eye. It's a fucking
1: good-looking movie. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's a spectacular-looking film. And I think Kaluuya and uh, Turner Smith are... Brilliant together. Also, incidentally, blows my mind that Jodie Turner Smith um is with uh Joshua Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the greatest celebrity couples I think I've ever
1: seen. they
2: um, a baby as well, aren't
1: they? they? Yeah, have, yeah. Uh, she's it's she's, just, very she's, she's in this. so tall and he's so short. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's very very good in this, and um, but also, like well, the fact that she's the, the film isn't afraid to essentially go. She's a bit of a dick. She is a bit of a dick. Yeah, she's, she's a bit of a dick. And, we like
2: her for it though. And
1: and he's he's a little bit too nice, and she's a little bit of a dick. I do like the running thread of every time he they get to a new place, he has something to eat.
3: <laughs> oh man, like that meal that he gets early on, where it's like, let me get like a double cheeseburger and a ten-piece nugget box. It's like <laughs> yeah. that's a, that yeah, a like fucking that. meal, boy. Yeah.
1: Yes, let's go. <laughs> but why did I say boy? I do not well, mean it, like just even, even at the opening bit. Where uh, she gets a salad and he gets um, the um, steak and eggs. And uh, then she so- just starts eating her salad. <laughs> but as well, you get the, the good bit about the, she tries to cut him down a little bit by saying, you know, be honest, do you actually like this place? Or is it the only place you can afford to bring me? And he goes, I like this place. And she goes, hmm. And he goes, it's black owned. And it just, it puts her in a place very quickly.
2: Yeah, he's a principled man. And um,
1: it's like, ah, right. Mm. He, he ain't afraid to, to be a bit of a dick to what he wants to be. No, um, their, their,
2: their chemistry is fun, fucking, fantastic in this film. They are so believable as at, at every stage of their warming to each other and then becoming each other's ride or die. It's it's believable.
1: But then, uh, but then you've got things like um, the take Daniel Kaluuya, for instance. Uh, this just taking just a few performances this widows and get out he's brilliant in all three of them but all three of them are so different in mm. terms of the actual the character uh, that is there is it's it, it's really exciting what what he's going to do next yeah you know and the next thing we've got him is, is Judas and the Black Messiah
2: which looks very good.
1: which looks fantastic you know mm. it's um. And he, he he seems to be very much going for right, fuck it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna ride this wave that I'm on at the moment and just really just be clever and smart. But it, he's doing that thing that um that you got a lot of actors um from you know like the the seventies the and things did, where literally he's he, he crops up and he's in a film you don't hear fuck off from him. You never see anything about him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this, is, this isn't going to be a criticism, but for instance, somebody like Michael B. Jordan, very good actor,
4: mm.
1: uh, liking things, but he, he likes the fact that he's Michael B. Jordan. And that isn't yeah. a criticism. Fuck it. Why not? Enjoy the fact that you're Michael B. Jordan. You fucking earned it. Um, but it, it's a the, there's different ways, there's different sort of ways that people approach things. And he seems to be very much like, no, nope, I want to, Go and do a film and I don't want to fuck off. People leave me alone. I don't want I don't want people to know where I live, I don't want people to know anything like that. And I'll come back and I'll do something else and I'll fuck off again. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Hmm.
1: You know I, I I like that. It's kind of there's a there's a it, it adds to the the whole thing. The, the De Niro thing, the reason my De Niro hated doing interviews was cause his thing was I'm kind of quite boring. Um uh, and if you know what I'm like here, I don't want you taking that into raging bull. Oh, into day hunter or anything like that. I want you to. That's that's that. Fair play. Mm. So 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 where? Sorry, I had to dip off there to take a, a quick work phone call. Um. So um, where are we then? Uh, I'm guessing Becky, you're still definitely not ship. Yes. Did it go up in your estimation or down in your estimation? Up.
2: up. Oh, that ending fucking kills me.
1: The ending is, is the ending is, is 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 very That good.
2: fucking guy that betrays him. I want to go find him and hurt him.
1: Is, is, is he to you what that guy what the uh, manager is yeah 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 still tickles me but that, that that guy literally of you when somebody asked him about it, he went, literally not a day goes by the, the, the past six months where someone hasn't looked at me and i thought they hate me <laughs>
2: Yeah, that fucking stoner that betrays him we can get to for.
1: Uh Yeah, so our audience poll. Ian, sorry, Ian. I'm, I'm, uh, definitely not shit. Yeah, 100%. Um, so um, our audience poll. Um, That's quite, that quite mixed, this. I was quite surprised. Um, or surprised, not surprised. Supplies. <laughs> yes. Um, I be good in everything. Um, definitely not shit, 40%. Touching cloth, 20%. And shit, 40%.
2: Some miserable bastards voted on that. isn't <clears>
1: fucking miserable bastards, are not they? <laughs> Fuck you know. our audience <laughs>
2: <laughs> And I was saying to Ian I think it's one that either It it gets you or well, that's It's it. a good film that you enjoy But it doesn't like, connect as much I, I, I think
1: if it gets under your skin You, you, you yeah. get you get on with it Because um, it's a slow burner Um, oh, I
2: like slow burn. And it's
1: a slow paced film But I think if, if, if it gets you you're alright But a slow burner will feel Two and a bit hours long If you're watching it it can feel what is it But if you're not engaged with it it mm. will be are we
2: are we off onto one that's definitely, definitely not a slow burner. Uh,
1: what a perfect storm.
2: No, you're going on
5: to the. Um,
1: yeah, fuck it, let's do that next. Let's fuck it. Let's let's save our big uh our, our feature review for the for the end of the podcast or towards the end of the podcast.
5: Check this out. I do All right, so these are black Jews. All right, they're stranded in the middle of Ethiopia. It's, it's deep stranded. Right? Yeah, look at they got nothing. They don't got cars. They don't got. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, "What the f- are these guys wearing? Look, it's on a the tour there. It's everywhere, right? This f- where do these f- guys get precious black opals? That's what that is. It's a black opal. I do my research. These guys live near the Wailo mines, which primarily is red opals, which aren't worth." Okay? Oh, okay but these, these mm. yeah, you can't get your hands on these things you understand really so look i say to myself how do i get a hold of these guys and i've managed to track these guys down i buy one What's from them that, that, f- that is <laughs> what is that <laughs> that's that? right here that's the rock that's the rock that's the it's stone I got. look how this. this is <laughs> so how like you get me in f- 17 f- f- months to get this Polish thing okay now, just look at this. this hang up for a second Go through my look. Be careful. That's my best look. All right? I want oh, you to look. Look at it. You really right that here. This? That yeah. That's history right there. You understand? How many carats is this? What? Four, five thousand carats? Three thousand dollars a carat? Oh. I'm not.
1: Uncut Gems um, is a Josh and Benny uh, Safdie. I am saying that right, are I? hmm Good. What? I have form for saying these things wrong.
2: You do indeed, yes. <laughs>
1: um,
2: that says Adam.
1: Um, and it stars the Sandman, um, Lakeith Stanfield, um Is that Dina Menzel? Yeah. Is it? Adele yeah, Dazeem.
3: it's Adele Dazeem herself.
1: Fucking
3: hell. How did you not know that? What? She, well, she didn't sing Let It Go.
1: Yeah, she didn't sing Let It Go.
2: How, how do you not know what she looks like?
1: I know what John Travolta looks like.
2: It's not quite the same thing. I
1: don't think it's that far off. Um, Poor Adelda Zane. Well, I'm not saying she looks like John Travolta. That's what it
2: sounded like.
1: um, Who else is that, having it? Wow. What? Uh, Julia Fox. (laughs) A nominative determinism there. Is she Mm. the one with the giant ass? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep to star for that. Sorry, it is. Nah. Yeah. Um, what is the story of Uncut Gems? Um, the Sandman um, plays a uh, a Jewish, gambling addicted jewelry store owner um, in New York City, I believe. Yeah, am right in that. I haven't embedded the New York City aspect of it. Um, And he he gets hold of a rare black opal. That he's uh, managed to get sent to him from Ethiopia, from Jewish Ethiopian (laughs) miners um, in a salmon. (laughs) This is fucking bonkers, this. Um, And the whole story revolves around um, essentially him getting this black opal to auction and also his horrible gambling problems that he has. (laughs) Uh, it's quite hard to explain the story because, like you did say there, Becky, it is not a slow burner. It, it it's purposely frenetic. Um, Ian, you were a big fan of it. You did watch it just once, didn't you? Before and I, th- I believe it was on Christmas yeah. Boxing Day or Christmas Eve. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Yes, For and you watched like, one of those two. Uh, Bex, what did you think of Uncut Gems?
2: Right, I don't want to be ungenerous towards it because I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a crap film because it's absolutely not. It is, it is a good film. I just, it didn't click with me. The, Fair enough. the, it, it felt like the cinema equivalent of being on a rickety roller coaster. Um, it was, it was, it was too chaotic for me. Um, and there wasn't enough story to back the chaos up. It just felt like chaos. That's that's
3: and that's because it seems to be that people are like Uncut Gems was like a two hour anxiety dream, I loved it, or Uncut Gems was a two hour anxiety dream, I didn't get on with it.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's the camp that I'm in. I'm not, yeah, I'm fair not enough. saying it was badly acted or badly made or or anything along those lines. It's just it was just like it came out the other end of it and it was like oof. Right, fucking hell, because <laughs> it it just it it was relentless.
4: Fair play, yeah.
2: Which oh. you know what, like you say, if 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 that gets you and you get caught up in the adrenaline of that pace, then it you, you're gonna enjoy it. But I, it just it just wasn't for me.
1: Fair enough. Ian, how did you get on it with it second time round?
2: And what the fuck was with those bejeweled furbies?
1: Oh, it was brilliant
2: no with the moving eyes no
1: it's quite amusing though. no it was not they were like a real thing
2: they were horrendous
1: yeah they were a real thing mm. ludicrous got one i don't know I'm even joking on that ludicrous has one
2: none of the jewelry
1: was nice it's not supposed to be that's the whole point <laughs> ian how did you get on with it out on our, on our second watch
3: yeah i mean it's it's interesting because uncut gems already kind of seems to have really entered the film twitter and film social media conscious uh, conscious with like the amount of memes that like are are from it and um i just there's so many many fucking great moments in this fucking film for me i love it i love it i will say i don't think i'm going to be able to watch it like befo- right before i go to bed again in the future like horror films don't tend to do like things to me but I and I was saying before we started recording, like that, like recording the show, I had trouble going to sleep last night. And I think part of it was the um, fat burning pills I'd taken during the day, which I am now 100 percent stopping. Um, part of it was the vodka martini I had. And part of it was uncut gems. I was just very fucking wired.
1: Um, that, that, do, that does sound a little bit like a, um, a a cocktail that Howard Ratner would have himself. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, and it would work. Um, Sandler is fucking incredible. Like the background workings out that his character is doing during these scenes, and just the sheer fucking adrenaline and full force. Like that moment where he's with Kevin Garnett, and like he's selling him the the opal, and then he just he's talking to him about how like he's he's a winner and he's gonna win, and then he just becomes convinced and lays that bet on, and it's like, mate, what are you doing? Just just slow down, just stop. You're up. You can like that Arno guy. Like you're gonna be able to pay him off. Just stop, and then the way that it builds and builds at the end where it almost feels like it's never in doubt that his bet is going to pay off. And it's just like, what is going to happen? Like what is going to happen? Arno seems like he's actually into it. And it it is just like, he's getting it like high on the buzz himself. The other guy is just fucking stewing. And then you've got Julia Fox in the casino. Like it's like, is that, fucking high roller guy gonna do something or is she gonna get caught and, the, and the, then the, the fake out that you get on. there
1: is is brilliant sorry the fake out that you get there is, is is fantastic
3: yeah yeah exactly and then just the payoff like he opens the door and then the guy just shoots him and like and, and that's it i mean it's fucking masterful stuff um but i think it, it's just it's it's really entertaining at the same time. Like the fucking weird thing that Adam Sandler does in that apartment, where he hides in the cupboard and then just starts texting her.
1: It's like I, I, I have, I have, I have an issue with that though. Go on then. Turn your fucking clickers off. Yeah, one hundred percent. Turn your fucking clickers off, right? Because in reality, she's there and she just goes, "I clear some fucking clickers. Get out the fucking thing, you prick." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your foot. It's a little button on the side. Just turn your fucking clickers off. Um, yeah, I, I'm very much in the in between. Okay. the fact that it worked for me and I liked it. Um, I do think uh in a similar way to Ian, where you were saying that um that you'd prefer Queen Slim if it was a hundred um five minutes. I think you could have done a 115-minute version of this movie, cut 20 minutes out of it, and had a pacey, a better movie. And I think there's a specific bit you can cut out. Cool. Um The meal he goes at with his family. Oh, God, yeah. You can cut that whole bit out. Because uh, it, it, it adds. All it adds there is uh, that uh, Eric uh, Boggian uh, is, 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 is part of his family. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, it's too long. And for me, I was up on it. And I was like, "Fucking hell, yes! All right, I'm, I'm enjoying this vibe. I'm enjoying this energy." And then that happened, and yeah, that came, and I just went, "Right, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit. I'm, 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 losing the buzz. I'm losing the buzz. I want to come back up again."
3: Because um, I mean, like, I think the, the school play, it kind of like the energy goes down as well. But if you were to say, if you, if you'd said that you'd guess that by the end of the school play scene, Adina Menzel would be getting Adam Sandler out of the trunk, and he's in there like stark naked. You'd be a, li- a liar. There's no way you'd ever guess that was gonna happen. Whereas there's no big like revelation with that sequence. Yeah, I I, I get it. It's yeah, probably like ten minutes the, you can the, cut.
1: I, I I quite enjoyed way it, but also as well, I, I I'm not sure how the how the, I think there's like you said, there's a chaoticness to it. So you don't really get an element of time. Plus, there's a little bit where I was like, right. So, who the fuck is Eric uh, Boghossian? Is he is he a bookmaker? Is he somebody who's just borrowed money off within the family? But why has he got, um, essentially, a henchman working for him? I could have done with a little bit more of, of, of that and a little bit less of Adam Sandler in his jewellery shop um, shouting at him.
2: Do you know one bit I did really genuinely love about the film, though? And if you cut the dinner at the family scene, it would be gone. What? Right. So he was a deeply unsympathetic, unlikable character, because he was just a bit of a, a cunt. Oh,
1: he's a piece there. of shit, yeah. The yeah.
2: bit where he's saying to Adina Menzel about, you know, let's give it another go. You know, you look really beautiful in the dress. And she's just like, I fucking hate you. You are the most <laughs> annoying person I have ever met. And I wish I never had to see you ever again. The, the, <laughs> fucking great.
1: The mad thing is, um, within the movie, um, you get the bit where... You've got the big end bit where it, the bets come off, and like you were saying, Eddie, hey, um, you know you've got um, what's his uh, Arnold. His character, i see say, he even seems to be backing it. The but then his mate is like, "Nah, fuck this, I am sick of this prick," and just shoots him in the head. I, I, I was sort of watching, going, "Yeah, I just spent two hours with this thing, and yeah, you were right to shoot him in the fucking face."
2: After it, after it kind of thing, after the, that all sort of happened and that he was just letting him out, I, I turned around to you and, I, and just said, they're going to fucking kill him anyway, aren't they? Yeah. And then they shot him in the head and it was like, what the fuck was the point then in sitting through all of this? They just fucking shot him anyway. Because
1: cause Julia Fox gets all the sick bag. Yeah, I mean, she's made off like a bandit. And it, 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 there's an argument that suggests that she might be one of the only characters that isn't a complete fucking dick in it?
2: I mean she's she's banging a married man, so she's not completely
1: That's a fair comment, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's a fair
2: with, comment. With two but, children, so it's she, not that
1: it, like it, great. Three children, Becky.
3: Three
5: children. Three? Yeah,
3: he's got two boys and a girl. Mm. But it, it's just like I don't know, there are so many like little moments like the fucking bit where the guy who works for him's like chewing him out and he's just like cutting <laughs> up the fish and the guy's like, You you're losing it, you're cutting up fish and then Adam Sandler just looks up at him and he's just like, Holy shit, I'm gonna come And just the way he obviously hasn't been listening to a fucking word the guy was saying. And it's so cutting. And he's such a prick. But that's the thing. It's like he's a prick, but you kind of, you do kind of get the buzz of being around him because he's fucking unpredictable. And not in a dangerous way, just in a, when he he gets, but when he gets excited. It's like the energy that he kind of generates when he's pumped. Yeah, that, so he's like
2: something. a
1: kid with ADHD. He is basically, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that the, the, the film never, at any point, acknowledges that the the guy is a fucking degenerate gambler. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, because I mean, it's
3: just following him for a couple of hours, and it's like I I get it, like he is a fucking dickhead, but at the same time. There are moments that I I find him very
1: entertaining. See, for for, for me, at at no point do I ever warm to him or even vaguely like him in any way at all. So when he gets shot in the face, I I was kind of like going, do you know what? I'm on that guy's side. But I enjoyed watching... I enjoyed essentially everything crumbling down upon him um, and going... Everything that you're doing right now, I'm guessing that you fucking deserve, mate. It's
2: a harsh time.
1: It's but he does seem to deserve it. You know, Kevin Wrenk gives him the ring to sort of say, no, you, you take this while yeah. I take this, for what is it? Yeah, he's And then literally security. the first thing he does is pawn it. Fucking dickhead. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting film. It's a really interesting, it's a really fucking good film as well. I really liked it. Um it's definitely got um, it's definitely got nods in terms of uh, the the flow of it and a style of it to uh, something like Main Streets. So you can you can sure. see a, an influence yeah. from from that uh, without question. I'd, I'd say on that. And it was interesting that um, Scorsese was a producer on it, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, executive producer. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah um it's, there's definitely a vibe of that uh beyond just a new york setting um mm-hmm. that's there um so yeah it, it's it's definitely a thing i do think it's an odd one because it went from being you know on the eve of the academy awards it had been it had won a lot of awards at other um other ceremonies um, and it had been hotly tipped that what is it? And then it just got completely ignored.
2: It's quite unseemly, isn't it, for, for the Oscars to give it awards? It,
1: it, <laughs> yeah, it would have been something if
3: Sandler. I mean, Sandler was getting heat, but in the cold light of day, it is a little bit like, really, for for this film, you think the Oscars are gonna go for him? You know, I yeah.
4: I, I, I get it, I get it.
1: I I don't. No, oh, I do. I don't. I think it's a. I think it's a really strange one. I think it's a. I don't get. I don't get why it was. It was. It was so snubbed. It.
2: It's not an Oscarsy type film. But I, no, but, I can but, understand but, why it got awards elsewhere. But it was of, never going to get Oscars.
1: But it, it, it's
2: joke Oscars-y film? Yeah. I think it is more so than this. It's not crass, is it? Joker. It's not got it someone money. It going. I'm gonna come over a fucking black opal.
1: I would say that, that, that's fine though, you know. It's 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 a
2: well, that thing that it, maybe says more about it's, you it's, than it's about a, the Oscars. It's a big
1: moment for him. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, he, he seems like he'd be he'd be a fun guy to hang out with.
2: God, no, he'd be fucking exhausted. Um,
1: but like, as a if you were his friend, once you was if once you were his friend, I think he'd be alright, a fun guy to hang out with. But if a friend brought him out on a night out you would either, by the end of the night, have punched him, or by the end of the night, you would be his friend. It would be one or the other. There'd be no middle ground. Also, for the star it got for Julia Fox's um, beauty, it lost it for having the fucking weekend in, because I fucking despise the weekend.
2: Her weirdly disproportionate ass was very. That, do you know what? Like Ian says that certain things took him out of Queen and Slim. Her weirdly disproportionate ass took me out of this as well.
3: Oh, it brought me in in a way where it was oh, almost God, fucking very... 3D. But expert, you know,
1: <laughs> I still watch that in 3D.
2: Weirdly huge asses on skinny girls just don't just don't do it for me. I'm afraid. It's,
3: I'm not, it's, not, my... Not, it's not
2: my thing. I just
3: <laughs> yeah, I just think we need to move on from that, and um... I think that's something all. Oh.
1: It's it's definitely not shit. Mm. And the thing is, I will I will very much watch this again. I do I did love the fake out though with the weird guy, the weird, um, the swag with head
3: haired fucker.
1: Yeah, the suave the, the the fucking the copter. What is it? In oh, the, sorry, I know. In, in Vegas, wait, where he's walking out and he's thinking, "Oh, the motherfuckers he works for them, don't they?" And then he goes over the limo, and gives him the money. It's like, oh.
2: See, he seems sweet. He seems quite nice. He's the likeable character in this film. He's the one. There we go.
1: It's, it's weird. Yeah. How, what is it? Yeah.
3: Yeah, none of the rest of them are likable. Uh, no, the the one per the one other person who is likable is the scraggly haired dude who pops up a couple of times, and it's only because he wants to get a refund because yeah. um Howard sold him a fake Rolex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, how, yeah, Howard sort of one of one of um, Lakeith Stanfield's fake Rolexes. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that though because he pops
3: up a few times. It's like what the fuck is going on with this guy? He's nobody.
1: Yep. Yeah. The, but uh, the old, actually the, the other guy who is alright is the guy the old guy that he's got working for him who is always there. Oh, yeah. they're like the back of the shop.
4: Yeah. Bigger like,
1: dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely, definitely not shit. Yeah.
2: Becky. We came up with a rating, didn't we, for ones that you were like, I know it's not shit, but I hated it. You
1: hated I it. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
2: I, I will never watch this again.
1: Does not mean you say you have to hate it though?
2: Jesus. I I, I just none of the characters are likable. The pacing of it was just it just it just didn't mesh with I like
1: them. films with completely uh, 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 a cast that is bereft of likable characters.
2: Yeah, see I don't I have to like at least one.
1: I mean I like many of them.
3: <laughs> I mean it's got Kevin Garnett saying, like, why would you show it to me if I can't have it? I ju- which, which, is, <laughs> which yeah, which amazing. is a good
1: point. But the, the response to that is, I'm just quite I just got
3: excited. Yeah, I just wanted to show you something cool. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, I get, the, <laughs> I get the reference now. Someone, someone, someone tweeted that alongside something about cinema trailers. Why would yeah. you show me if yeah. I can't have it? Yeah. Now I get it.
1: Um. So you're, you Where are you?
2: It's definitely not shit. There but you go. I, I don't like it. So, uh, but we came up with a specific thing yeah, for that. Did, I can't remember what it was.
1: Awesome it was. Way, I can't remember what it was either. Hmm. Uh, we need to start writing these things down Okay, we need a little note um, Yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely not shit uh, Our audience poll: definitely not shit 82% Touching costs 6% And shit
4: 12%
1: Are you
3: a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release From your local
1: craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple And a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you? What's
3: On Tap Podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world
1: of craft brewing, What's On Tap Podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums!
0: You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do. We all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual dayglow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testerosa, eject the Wam cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you will, you will not, not find, find that here. here. If you're looking for top ten lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you will, you will not, not find, find that here. here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube. Mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondneon.co.uk.
4: Uh,
1: Ian, what have you been watching?
3: Uh, okay, so um, I watched Alien again because I'm OCD and I need to watch all the Aliens films if we're covering one Alien film. So um, I rewatched Alien. Alien's great, everybody knows that. Um, I'll spend my time talking about uh, wrapping up LFF coverage. Um, so, I've got three... That I, yeah, I talked about One Man in His Shoes last week, didn't I? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so... Nomadland, uh, which is a very, very hotly tipped for Oscars, uh, comes out in UK cinemas, well, hopefully in January. And uh, this is Frances McDormand starring as a woman living a kind of a nomadic existence. Uh, The film sees her starting uh, kind of like a seasonal uh, job at an Amazon um, packing place. Um, Christmas and New Year are over. She gets let go, not in a disappointing way. She knew it was going to happen. She kind of goes from place to place, basically. And it covers about a year um, of her existence um, David Strafan plays a fellow nomad who kind of comes in and out of her life at various points. Um first half of the is almost like a documentary, basically, with Francis McDormand's um character Fern uh interacting with real life like nomad people. And uh, you know, she's obviously kind of like getting involved in kind of like the jobs they're doing and the the kind of like the, the parties they have and whatnot. Um, and then the second half is basically it, it kind of gets a bit more into the story as she needs to she tries to decide what she wants to do with the rest of her life and whether or not it involves David Trefenn. Um So, yeah, really interesting bit of work for this. Um, I it's interesting because Frances McDormand's getting really kind of like heavily tipped for Best Actress, and I I okay. do wonder if in a year where there was more competition whether that would necessarily be the case i think she's very good um but like i say the film is such like a documentary that the characters i remember in it are more the characters around her rather than her herself she's a very solid guiding presence through the film and the work that she does do is is really really good but I wasn't necessarily like fucking hell that's a performance I mean a lot of people don't like three billboards I really like three billboards and I think she slaps the shit out of that film
1: um, a lot of people don't like three billboards because uh, because of one particular character and the way that, that character is treated Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is what I would argue there my counter argument to that would be, it, it's a movie.
5: You,
1: you, you, you,
2: It's a representation of the world.
1: Yeah, right? you, you can't. This is it, what it, the world it, that, should that, be. That's like saying you don't like, um, you don't like uncut gems because Adam Sandler's a prick in it.
2: Don't like any films about Hitler because Hitler's a bad man.
1: Not many films about Hitler actually. No. It's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, no. sorry Ian, carry on. That particular thing with, with the three billboards. And I I, I like three billboards. I love it, but I really liked it. But that particular one, it always kinda of sat wrong with me. It's like it it's it's the whole thing of you know not everybody has to have a redemptive arc. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um and it's the it's the 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 thing of i don't like that film because it made me feel something that i don't like and i don't like the film for it so because the film manages to make you feel sympathy for an for a character that you should not feel any sympathy for because of certain reasons Mm. that's 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 the film doing what it's supposed to do it's a listen that reaction because you don't like that reaction is different to you not liking the film
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah. It's you like, succeeded in yeah. making your react. It's, 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 it, it, it's basically the thing that the all fucking furries go through. They have it and they go, oh, I like this and I can cope with my liking this. What? <laughs> what was
2: that? I like this a lot.
1: I can cope with liking this. Oh. You know, they don't have the shame for it. it, it it's the same thing as that. I'm just use it for what our audience will understand.
2: <laughs> you think we have a larger furry audience?
1: Not particularly furries. There might be various things that they like
2: various kinks yeah yeah
1: i've just put it in reasons that i think they will understand yeah okay um
3: sorry waveforms going mental there apologies um yeah so i i I, yeah i don't know nomadland it's an it's an interesting one i think it it's it's full of heart um And it i don't know the like i say, the second half when it actually gets a bit more plotty i slightly lost my way with it and i think that, that there are decisions that are made through the film where i was very i just don't get that and um maybe i'm, I'm assuming you guys will probably see it when it's um got like a wider release and we're like closer to award season times so we'll probably talk about it then but it, it, yeah it, it's um I think it's a really 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 good bit of work um and it's entertaining as well it's not um it, 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 you know it's not saying corporate america fucking sucks the life should be on the road it's it's not about that um the film obviously has the participation of amazon letting them film actually in an amazon pl- like place and uh, that so you know it, it the, the message of the film isn't that which i found actually kind of refreshing um it, I don't know it's a story about connection and uh yeah I mean it it, it worked for me mostly so that's Nomadland it's very good cool. um so uh Brandon Cronenberg's new one Possessor I went straight from Nomadland to Possessor so that was something um so this is Andrea Riseborough starring as a kind of a, like essentially a corporate assassin so essentially she works for a company where they have targets and to get them they essentially kidnap people and essentially transplant Andrea Reisberg's consciousness into them and then get them to do the killings then they kill themselves so then it just looks like this person went mad killed this person then killed themselves um, her latest target is Sean Bean. Um, I mean, you just wait for him,
1: to, for him; to die anyway, don't you?
3: Well, yeah, it, it, it's like if Sean Bean's around, he's gonna die at some point, isn't he? Um, and uh, yes, um, she uh, takes over the body of Christopher Abbott, who plays um Sean Bean's daughter's boyfriend. Um, but the body kind of starts rejecting. Andrea Riseborough, basically. Um, it's basically a Black Mirror episode with a funny mask. <laughs>
4: um,
3: and if that sounds good to you, then that's great. I thought it was all right. But it did... I don't know, it's interesting, because Brandon Cronenberg with Antiviral, that film has is, is, is got a really, really fucking high concept, and it's kind of like intellectually interesting, if not that great a film. Possessor, it does kind of just feel like, right, okay, get to the fucking monkey, and when you get to the monkey, the monkey's a bit shit. <laughs> um, it. I mean, it, it really like it ramps up the craziness a couple of times, but one is um, a sex scene between Christopher Abbott and Tuppence Middleton, where it's quite frankly, I'm just thinking like Brandon Cronenberg really wants to see Tupp- Tuppence Middleton naked, and then wants the flash between Chris Abbott fucking her and Andrea Riseborough fucking her. Great, you do
1: you. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it, it feels a little bit like you're enjoying this too much, like you're enjoying this too much. The filmmaker enjoying this too much yeah
3: i mean there's a lot there's quite a lot of middleton's tuppence going on here Mm. and um it just it went on for so long and it was just like mate you made your point two minutes ago you are just jerking off now
4: yeah
1: um (laughs) you know the the the, the, i'm bored of seeing boobs a little bit to be honest how about some story (laughs) yeah
3: to be honest a little bit and the lead image of the film, which is this, like kind of melty Andrea Riseborough face, yeah, it is quite shocking at one point. But there is a scene that happens shortly after where someone has got that on in broad daylight, and it looks fucking ridiculous. And does it, and I, does it I look just,
1: like does it look like somebody has stretched some pizza page, pizza face over their face and making a tongue in? But
3: yeah so. kind of yeah 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 that's a that's a good way of putting it and i don't know i just i kind of laughed um which isn't obviously not what it's meant to do um <laughs> and then the film just kind kind of slightly seems to peter out there's kind of a shocking kill that is a little bit cronenberg just going like oh i'm getting a rise out of you aren't i and i just felt a bit childish
1: can
5: i ask um,
3: a
1: question mm. i've not seen it yet We've not, had we've not seen this yet, but I'm actually kind of I'm very intrigued by it Whether,
2: and I really like black mirror, so I should be fine uh,
1: and i um <laughs> no, uh, when, when Ian messaged me and said it's like a black mirror episode my response was what shit yeah um so yeah right but are we in the little phase at the moment where essentially we're getting a lot of high concept B movies and genre picks hmm but they're they're getting judged in a different level to how so for instance you have things like video draw for instance yeah is is, is a very I think is a good one to pick out to to compare this to yeah. uh, not even to, like I don't, I don't know about content or anything like that but I'm just talking about um, what it's trying to do
4: yeah.
1: uh, and where it sits hmm. there And it just seems a little bit like. Um, we're forgetting that genre picks are genre picks. Mm. And so, um, I'm saying it, 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 as it got that vibe, because that does seem to happen a little bit, where people um, are trying to ascribe more um, prestige to the mm,
3: No, I think the film knows what it is, and mm. sorry, that was, that I, I was just cleaning up a little bit and it made more noise than I was intending on, sorry. <laughs> It, it knows what it is, um, and it it is a genre film, um, but I think it thinks it's being more provocative and groundbreaking than it actually is. Right. Um, like I say, there's a moment towards the end where I was just like, mate, just fucking grow up. Like, what was the point of that? Um, so, yeah, I... It was the film I was least fond of out of LFF, but I don't think it was shit. Um, if you're so inclined, definitely give it a watch. But you know, maybe just temper your expectations.
1: I'm I'm, I'm going into it going with the thing of I'm interested in it. I don't know what I'm expecting it to be. If I come out of it and go that was that was interesting, seven out of ten, I'll be very happy.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I gave it either a six or a seven out of ten, so yeah. And that's fine, you know. It doesn't, out, doesn't necessarily outstay its welcome as well. I think it's about 95 minutes, so, you know. Yeah, you can easy, you can
1: blink and you miss it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Are
2: we moving
3: oh, rocks, <laughs> we're moving on to Rocks Not Cox. We're moving on to Rocks Not Cox, oh yeah. So, my last film of LFF uh, is Francis Lee's Portrait of a Winslet on Ronan. And Winslet does get on Ronan. Ronan gets on Winslet. And kind of the only interesting thing that happens. Um, So this is uh, Francis Lee's new film, which closed LFF. Uh, he wrote and directed Gone's Own Country, which got a lot of praise a couple years back. I haven't seen it yet. Um, so Ammonite. Oh so, yeah. Ah, so uh this is the story of uh mary um a- a- aining um i think her name is pronounced as um who was a actually like quite renowned uh geologist essentially who um discovered uh ich- I- ichthyosaurus uh which is in display on display in the british museum um saoirse ronan plays a um uh, a wife of a kind of tough kind of guy. She's very depressed, um, seemingly after an aborted child. Um, and she, uh, her husband, basically hires Kate Winslet to kind of look, almost like look after her in a way. It's basically portrait of a lady on fire is the setup, except it's a husband, not a mum, and it's rocks, not a portrait. <laughs> Um, and this film obviously was like in in the throes of production and whatnot before Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I'm not for one minute saying that one was cribbing from the other or whatever. But Francis Lee must be fucking fuming that someone else did the kind of thing he was he was trying to do and did it so much fucking better. Um,
1: Ammonite is really boring. Um, <laughs> the thing is, if Based on every description I've read of it and every trailer I've seen of it, my kind of reaction was that looks really fucking boring. <laughs>
2: well, that's it. Like when when we were sort of talking about doing the LFF stuff, and obviously Ammonite was on there. I, it was, there was no part of me that was like, yeah, we'll have to watch Ammonite if we're off work. Let's watch Ammonite because it, 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 the trailer just makes it look like. Like, like you're saying, like a, like a slightly crappier version of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is obviously very well done, but beat them to it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan are almost worth the price of admission. Um, Winslet basically has no dialogue, and it's all in the not saying anything acting, but she's very good. Saoirse Ronan's really good as well. The problem is they don't have any chemistry together and I don't blame them through the film. There is fuck all reason why these two get together other than they're lonely. They have a bit of a kiss and then suddenly they are fucking the living shit out of each other. Um, but it's not like there's like a passion thing there either. It's almost like it's just something to do. um, yeah. And I just, but like I say, I don't blame them because they're both good. It just, there's not enough there.
1: Um, Is there a lot of like, like just like looking at each other and I wish we could say this, but we can't because I've seen God's Own Country and it's fine. Well, I mean, to be honest, I say,
3: yeah. And then thinking about it, not really. Like, so
1: there's a lot of that in God's Own Country.
3: Okay, yeah, I mean, okay, so slight spoilers for *Ammonite*, like slight, you know. I mean, the 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 film would do would sell better if it was called *Kate Winslet Muff Diver*, you know. So it's like that's basically as big a spoiler as you're going to get, really. Um, but basically, Sir Ronan's character, um like it seems to get like a fever or something and collapses at Kate Winslet's door. And a doctor who seems to be quite fond of Kate Winslet is like, right. Okay. Just keep her here. You know, look after her, blah, blah, blah. So the first, they don't kiss for 70 minutes. Right. And this film's just under two hours long. So that first hour and 10 minutes is them being standoffish with each other. Saoirse Ronan fainting, Kate Winslet nursing her back to health. And then them basically looking at it at each other, almost like, well, we may as well then. <laughs> you know, like there's 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 ver- you don't get you don't really get the connection. Like Kate Winslet showing her these rocks and whatnot, and it's just like, yeah, okay. I mean, in a way, I suppose that's kind of interesting. Like that, like, but and I will say as well, this film is based on three real life famous um, figures of geology. You wouldn't know it from this film it's like if i was if i was like the members of their family i'd probably be quite insulted to be honest but anyway um and 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 yeah it it just i don't know it it felt like an excuse to get two prestige prestige actresses to les it up and get awards and i know like i know that's obviously not what they're they're saying the film is but it's all really nice sound design depressing as shit cinematography shagging but only a couple of like well actually one major scene which borders on like softcore porn um and then an ending which is supposed to be emotional catharsis by name is ammonite and it's a proper just shrug it is a real shrug like the end image of this film is supposed to be like, Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's painterly. And all I'm thinking is I don't get, I don't get that at all. I do not get what you are trying to sell at all. And I just watched this entire fucking film and I'm not, the thing is I'm not alone. Um, no, I was.
1: it, 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 it I was, got very meek didn't
3: it yeah I was very pleasantly surprised to read some people go Francis Lee's a master storyteller but a lot of people say yeah Ammonite left me cold like
1: the performances are great but nah it's, I, I, I I can't comment until I've seen it but it does look like one of those films where you will get some people watching it going oh it's fantastic it's poetic it's just this unrequited love and then you'll get people going or is it that
3: no I mean the thing is if Portrait of a Lady on Fire didn't exist I think people would have more time for it I would probably have more time for it I have seen Ammonites better looking cousin and his yeah. name is Portrait of a Lady on Fire I mean that, that that's
1: that, it. That, that, that's it you're not for me for instance I I I'm looking at thinking I will watch it but will I or will I just watch Portrait it, of a Lady on Fire again because, because you, it because it, it it's a better looking it looks like a better looking film mm. and um it looks just so great and, and if if i'm going to watch that story i i i'll i'll be honest i'd prefer to watch it with two uh, french ladies yeah
3: oh yeah God. it's it's a proper fucking obligation watch but i don't i i don't think the word on it around the world is going to be kind enough for it to actually be getting any proper uh, Oscar contention in in a normal year you would not be hearing fucking anything about Ammonite you would not be hearing anything about it but it just so happens to start two very very good actresses acting very well except for when they're together
2: (laughs) I mean the thing is you say it's well performed I'm assuming that these characters are supposed to have chemistry if they don't then it's not well performed.
3: I, 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 the thing is, I think it's in the I think it's in the writing. There's not enough there to convince me that, like, they're they're having this great love. Like, if it was lust, I could may I could maybe get it. I could, but the ending of this film is pleading with you to be convinced that this is one of the great loves of all time.
1: It's funny. Ah. See, that, 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 those kind of movies irk the fuck out of me. Like, oh, mate, Carol. It, let, let's it, not talk, we'll talk about Carol. Why it wants you.
3: At the ending of Ammonite wants you to cry so fucking much. And nah, nah. It, it's.
2: Do they die? Ve-
3: no. no. Um. I can tell you if you want.
2: Yeah, go for it. I'm not gonna watch it.
3: All right. So basically, right.
2: Searchable social- if you want to watch it.
3: Oh, can be bothered. That's fine. go on uh, yeah so basically um Saoirse Ronan Fox um is is sent back to London with her husband leaves Kate Winslet by herself Kate Winslet's living with her mum Her mum's dies and then she's by herself Sersha Ronan essentially says why uh, why don't you visit me in London and see your ichthyosaurus in the British Museum so Kate Winslet goes to London and then Sersha Ronan basically surprises her saying surprise you're going to be my concubine. Yes, I'm living with my husband, but I've got a room for you, and we can be together. And Kate Winslet basically goes, "Well, I don't know about that. Are you, are you like oh, my?" Oh, she's uh, not
2: doing a regional accent uh, issue. I, I,
3: it's, it's not quite for that, but it's not it's, far off. It's not far oh, off that, okay, actually.
2: No.
1: It's not far off that.
2: I absolutely, <laughs> will not watch it then. Carry uh, on.
3: Yeah, so it's, it's like, you know. You, you got me, uh, you got me like one of your things in your glass cabinet, just something to fucking stare at. And Saoirse Ronan's like, that's not what I intended at all. And it's like, Kate Winslet's like, well, I'm sorry, but no, I'm going to go to the British museum, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes to the British museum and she sees her ichthyosaurus. And then like beyond that, the other side who comes walking along, Saoirse Ronan. And then they look at each other. And then the last image of the film is the, the Ithysaurus display in the centre, one on the left, one on the right, just staring at each other, and then it fades to black.
2: That sounds shit.
1: And it it, <laughs> it sounds like something that people would take the piss out of at the end of um, what was that movie? Friends with benefits? So the what is it movie? <laughs> it's
3: it's not far from um. You know, Tropic Thunder, the fake trailers at the start. Yeah, and you got what was it, Toby Maguire and Robert Downey Jr. in Devil's Alley. Yeah, it's 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 not far off.
2: Oh, uh, Ian, you've 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 very much the opposite of sold that film for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's. I want a
2: refund. to convince
1: you not to watch films for eight years.
3: Yeah, I mean it's. I just I don't see it getting any traction no one is going to be saying wasn't Kate Winslet's eating out of Saoirse Ronan's muff like exquisite it's <laughs> and also I've got to say as well just got to touch on it the age gap is fucking weird if that was a man and a woman this film would be getting cancelled so fucking quickly
2: you can't use the same arguments that we use for Carol against a different film <laughs>
3: I yeah, I mean it's just I believe in their love.
1: <laughs> there is no <laughs> love in that whatsoever. Um, to be but, fair,
2: they've properly like Kate Kate Winslet is is I, 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 not a bad looking woman still. She's she's a bit more mature than Sorst to the But um she's not like old and unglamorous, but they've made her look really fucking dowdy in this, aren't they?
3: Or you mean Babber? No, she doesn't say that, but it's it's not far off. Oh, Alrighty Babber. Hello. Hello, darling. You fancy a cuddle? Ew, that's yeah.
2: gross.
3: Yeah, it's um yeah, deeply, deeply, deeply underwhelming.
4: Yeah. Ammonites <laughs> uh,
1: Have I missing something? A big change from the details.
2: I mean dramatised it, obviously.
1: Well I'm looking at the the because the, the, they're based on real people. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking at the um Mary Anning's date of birth and she's the one that uh, Kate Winslet plays, isn't she? Yeah, right. Mary Anning. Oh upset. Just indulge me a second. Mm-hmm. Uh D O B. Uh is twenty first of may seventeen ninety nine. Right. sir Ronan plays uh Charlotte Merchanton. Right. Whose date of birth appears to be? Seventeen eighty
4: eight. So she was older. So she was older. Sure. But is she supposed to be older in the film? No.
3: No, this like the thing is, the film, like I say, it doesn't hold any regard to real life stuff whatsoever.
1: Wait, but No, right, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Film I haven't seen that I'm now incredibly pissed off about. So hang on a minute, <laughs> right? You make a film, right, about, you know, a fairly important woman in science in a time where there were very few women in science. Yeah. Right? You then decide to create a, a love story around it and ignore all of her scientific achievements, right? Basically, yes. And you decide to make a love story around it, right? You then pick somebody that she knew, Mm -hmm. right? And create a love story with that person, fine. But then you don't make that person that much younger than her when she's actually 11 years older than her.
2: Yeah, you're basically taking, taking this important scientist lady, taking away all of her scientific achievements, and then turning her into essentially like a shrew a cradle robber
4: yeah,
3: yeah. um th- this is the thing there's not even like a title card at the end that explains her achievements or anything like that it just ends what it yeah it, it th- this is the thing and it's like i found out all of this afterwards so um the 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 uh, i was talking on twitter afterwards with the um the host of the fantastically named nolan me nolan you podcast um emily murray um who was talking about all this stuff and it made me like the film less than I did watching it because of all this. Like, Because apparently Charlotte actually became quite renowned in her way yeah. as well but you wouldn't know that
1: watching this film at all. It's... I am I am perplexed that A, this got fucking made then if that's what they've done in these times and that... that, that Jesus angry. Christ... Because Kate Winslet has a habit of shoehorning herself into these things. And then in a couple of years time, she'll fucking slag it off and say, well, actually, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have done that. So that's why I'm doing this movie to celebrate Women of Science. And then in two years time, you'll met. find out that You're that will really be curious. something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, um, unfortunately,
3: congratulations to Saoirse Ronan, because I think she's found the first role that she's going to be admitting regret for five years down the line. Um, yeah. Fuck you, have a night. Yeah, it's... D- that Devil's Alley thing
1: from Tropic Thunder, that's really that's really caught me yeah. now. It's... if, 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 if you from, from what I understand from Ian, if you want to watch the only bit you want to watch of Ammonite, just go to Pornhub and Google Ammonite and you'll find it. I guarantee you.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like, you you have Kate Winslet breasts. You don't have Saoirse Ronan breasts. I know there is a listener oh, on this geez. podcast who was interested in WhatsApp me asking about that. You know who you <laughs> are. Um...
1: And um it wasn't me. I'm so shocked it wasn't wasn't me. It wasn't me. I actually responded to said person saying, what's a minute? Saying, Whoa, who do you think you are?
3: Me (laughs) But no, I mean it's you know, it's got Kate winslet enjoying Sersha Ronan and Sersha Ronan enjoying her, enjoying a a great deal. Um so
1: yeah, that's Ammonite. Yeah, I, I don't need to see all um, of Kate Winslet's vinegar strokes, to be honest. No. Um, Bex, uh, I need to get the charger for the laptop, so can you start doing the what we've watched? Is that uh, you're, what you've been watching, Ian? I'm, I'm, I'm good, here. mate. I'm good. Bex, do you want to start leading in with what we have been watching?
2: Whoa, we're going with that one first?
1: You can go with whichever one first you want.
2: Um, okay. Well, I won't go with that one because that's quite a short conversation because we've watched it a billion times. So, we watched... The Strangers, the
3: 2008. Oh fucking hell, yeah!
2: Kind of them and Funny Games rip ripoffy type movie, basically. Mm. Um, oh, it's disappeared. Ah, uh, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> I've done something weird. No, no go. Um, yeah, with uh, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. Um. Yeah, basically a very miserable-looking couple go back to the Mister's family vacation home to stay there after um, after a family wedding. Um, and obviously something's kicked off they're not really talking to each other the place is covered in rose petals and there's champagne
1: it, it kicks off because he proposed to her and she went
2: um well i haven't got to that bit yet you later find out that it's because he proposed to her and she just kind of went um so yeah
3: really need a pee i'm going to be back but i'm interested so keep talking about the strangers until i'm back
2: why don't i just pause until you get back
1: so okay do that hear. then yeah All right, then. I'll, i shall return
2: Mark, I'm going to do your Buffy music.
1: I'm going to do my Buffy music. Eh? Ian's
2: gone for a wee.
1: Oh, hopefully a wee.
2: We might be waiting a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good, is that, Mark?
5: It was, yeah.
2: I'm going to let you fill for a second. I need to go to the bathroom. What's going on? We're leaving you to hold the... Uh, thought?
1: Thought, yeah. Am I, am I reviewing the movie or am I pausing reviewing the movie? No, Ian wants to
2: hear our opinions. All right,
1: cool, cool. Stranger, strange, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, I've, I've, I've literally I've just come back from getting a drink and everyone's left I'm on my own. Hi, listeners. This is Mark's... Brief little interlude. Um, what else have we? Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about strangers, but I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. So I'll talk about my Pepsi. It's good, good Pepsi. Good, good Pepsi. What? What are you saying? i was talking about my Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Ian, Ian's just belched. Nice. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Everyone back in the room? Yeah. Strangers. Oh, wow. I did some amazing drum filling there.
2: Was it good? Sweet. It was, yeah. Good times. Yeah, go cool. Uh Yeah, so you find out that the reason they're being all shitty with each other and he's quite pissed off is because he proposed and she just was not, not yeah. enthused. She was very
1: tired about it and kind of quite a bit whiny, didn't she?
2: I mean, she is quite whiny and yeah. she does look like she's going to cry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then basically they kind of make a little bit of peace about it and like, oh, where do we go from here, blah, blah, blah.
1: They're about to get it on.
2: And they're about to get it on, and then she realises she's out of fags uh, and sends them to the shop. Is that mid almost getting No, it no,
1: there's the knock on the door.
2: Oh, yeah, then there's a knock He's on the door. He's just
1: job. de-pantsed her, and then there's a knock on the door.
2: And there's a weirdo asking for someone. Um, and Hear me. It's not Amy. Amanda. into the T. Tina. Let's say Tina. Tina here. No, Tina doesn't live Thaddeus. here. Are you sure? No. Thanos. Yes, I'm sure. She doesn't live here. Go away. And then she doesn't go. And then they eventually close the door in her face. And then I think she goes. And then Liv Tyler realises she's out of cigarettes. And he's like, oh, I've got to the shop and need to have a drive anyway. Because he's obviously still emotionally distraught about this uh, knocked back wedding proposal and then yeah
1: while he's gone quite a few things creepiness happens one she's not actually out of cigarettes she has a cigarette left and two she does that thing doesn't she oh i'm out of cigarettes i'll go get some more i wasn't meaning that yeah you fucking were yeah you fucking were (laughs) yeah you fucking were girls
2: everywhere like yeah you fucking were (laughs) yeah (laughs) um Yeah, and then there's a lot of her wandering around the house hearing weird noises, and as a viewer, you can see, like, creepy dudes in the background. She puts a phone on to charge, because, obviously, we're not all obsessed with our phones and don't keep them fully charged all the time. Um, Yeah, and then they basically get home invaded, which is, like, it's it's a big fear for me. I'm very paranoid about it. Um, So... I should have really liked this film. Um,
1: You'd seen it before.
2: I'd seen it before. But I wanted to give it another chance. You told me it was good. I, I I told you it was probably better than I thought it was.
1: It's crap.
2: It's not great, is it?
3: It's terrible.
2: On a rewatch, I thought. because Oh, I, I wow.
3: Well, do I need to not watch this again, then? Because I remember it being great. No, it's
1: not. No, it's it's, not
3: it's shit.
2: Just watch Funny uh, Games all then.
1: Yeah. I, I was watching it all the way through going, right, so... Basically, and it, it, it wasn't even the general horror thing of um, oh, don't go there, don't do that, oh, why would you do that? It, it's literally a why would you do that? We were sat screaming at the television put some fucking shoes yeah, on! For some reason, she doesn't have <laughs> any shoes on. And, and To the point of where literally at one point he turns around to her and says, put some shoes on. And it's like she just goes, <laughs> Pfft. nah. Pfft.
2: And that it, it, At that it's, point, they're running for the car, aren't they? Like down they, they time don't have a like. break
1: where he says, put some shoes on. And it's like she went, went no, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. And, it's, and, and then there's a, another point where she just runs blankly into the dark.
2: She does do that, and then she falls in a ditch. Then she falls in a ditch.
1: Yeah. But it, it, even that moment, it's not just her making the bad decisions. It's, we need to get to the barn. Why? There's a radio in the barn. All right, you stay here, though. What? see now why you said no mm. unless, Oscar, unless he just wants to you her. and die
2: yeah <laughs> i mean maybe she did say no
1: she did say no It the the problem with it is it it would be really creepy um except you're just getting annoyed by them yeah
2: the, the, the masks are kind of creepy
1: the masks are kind of creepy but it, it's a bit like You've seen creepy masks now. You're kind of done with creepy mask now. Life is masks now, Mark. It's just, it, it, it's like the cello chord thing on a trailer now. It's kind of like, yeah, masks, fucking great, brilliant.
2: The bit where he gets back as well, and she's like really visibly freaked out. Yeah, and he just doesn't don't believe fucking her. believe
1: her. He's like, calm down now, look. There's nobody in the house.
2: There's
1: nobody in the like, house. Based I, on what? There might be. <laughs> Literally, there was somebody weird knocking at the door. Yeah. Before you left, there might be.
2: Oh, one one good bit, though, when he shoots his best friend right in the face.
1: He does shoot the, 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 the douchebag from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right in the right face. Right in the face. Yeah. And you kind of go, all right, I, I'd shoot that guy in the face if I got chaps.
2: And then he then he crawls out of the door to try and kind of check. But he has to get right up close to realise it's his best mate. Like, and
1: oh, no, face. faceless Mike.
2: That's what we call it.
3: Oh, no, faceless Mike. <laughs> Is
2: that, is, that, is that the sack head man or is that faceless mike well faceless mike's only got half a head mark so i don't think it's him creeping around after her. yeah i thought
1: faceless mike might have still been a little bit alive but just with half a face
2: i mean it's half a head he blows off half his head with a shotgun it's I a
1: horror movie I don't think
2: faceless mike's okay
1: yeah it's it's not very good
2: no, there are many, many films out there that do home inversion so much fucking better than this. Do not waste your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, don't don't watch it. Um what else do we watch? We watched the Born Identity. Yeah, we
2: fucking did. For
1: no reason. Why
2: did we do that? I have
1: no I think it's because we're try we' are we're, we're inadvertently trying yeah. to watch all of Frank of Tempe's uh, we, uh, movies. We're
2: accidentally watching them all out <laughs> yes. We? Yeah, we've got nice. to watch from Lola Run.
1: We've got to run runner at some point, yeah.
2: I mean, and the rest of the Bourne films now,
1: and apparently the rest of the Bourne films, uh, yeah. Uh, identity is a, a really good film, but he's starting to look its age.
2: Oh, he looks so young.
1: Yes, I mean he does look young. That that, that again, That's how that time age works. works. Yes, I'm yes. aware.
2: But it's like it's weird. Like in my head, the Bourne Identity is not from 2002. It's no, not it's, nearly it's, 20 years old. Yeah, it's
1: 20 years old. Yeah. 18 years old.
2: 18 years old. It, that's just mental to me mm. and it makes me feel old, so I don't like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we watched that. Uh, and we also watched The Perfect Storm because Mark likes horror movies.
2: Yeah, this is horror for you, isn't it?
1: It its horror. Oh, it's, yeah, of course it is. Okay. This movie, for like the end 40 minutes, is me going, Why? Why would you do this? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and a personal favourite Oh, with... I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Nope. No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But
2: even a bit when they're on, like, nice, calm water and it's sunny, you're like, no.
1: Nope. No. Nope.
2: <laughs> you're just afraid of boats.
1: I'm afraid of boats and large See. bodies of water.
2: I mean, the big fish seem to freak you out a the bit, The big well. fish freak me out. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio seems to Freaks freak you me out. Freaks me out, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the weird thing that the makeup department did with all of their facial hair freaked me out. Yeah,
2: that is weird. I've not noticed that before.
1: Yeah, it's like when they, where they, they're they they all like, you know, rough semen, uh, yet they've all got like semen. really well manicured mustaches where they've all got the same little bit trimmed just underneath the nose. Yeah, it's very odd. Very yeah. Odd. It, it's, uh, That's but,
2: a lane though. So yay.
1: Yeah, I, I also, I, I did that thing you shouldn't do, like we just did with Avonite. where where there's a real story and you start to read about what actually happened and you go, oh, so so, we already know none of this happened because it's the story of what happened, but they all die.
2: (laughs) I always forget that they all die.
1: Um, But then the other bit of it is, most of this just isn't true. Like it wasn't a category five storm. The winds weren't that bad. Nobody went out to save them. Basically, a lot of it didn't happen. And then when you start to look at the characters, you go, oh, they were all dicks. (laughs) Just bobbins, there it's Bobbins, yeah. <laughs> I thought I really like this film. Should I read the book? Will it be like a good old fucking sea shanty? No, it sounds like misery porn. <laughs> Will it be porn, a good I old recommend... sea
2: shanty?
1: Has a song. Yeah, no, I know, but like a book. <laughs>
2: okay. speaking of misery porn, I recommended Dear Zachary to Sophie at work today. Oh <laughs> I'm interested God. to see what she thinks of that. <laughs> yeah. She likes true crime shit
1: oh for god's sake of course she does yeah because there's does. no more basic people to exist yeah, that Watch it out, buddy i don't like true crime stories i don't fucking see the point stop it just stop it
2: um and then the only film i watched do you have anything you watched on your own no no
1: i don't think so did i i don't know you seem to say it like I you knew that I had. Like, I forgot. Well, I actually yeah.
2: went to bed the other night while I played the end of... I actually went to bed. Oh, gosh. It was only about ten. What the fuck's up with you? I'm old. You big baby. What <laughs> time you go to bed, Ian?
3: What time do I go to bed? Yeah. Well, I go to bed at baby times, according to you guys, so...
2: Are we the weird ones?
3: Yeah, we're
1: the weird ones. Yeah, the you're
3: beds. the weird ones, 100%.
2: Yeah. Huh. Interesting, that. Sophie goes to bed at, like, half nine.
3: I mean, that's a little early, but... She
2: does get up stupidly early to get to work 14 years early, though.
1: What did you watch in your Rebecca?
2: I watched Requiem for a Dream.
1: Wow. Oh, here's Requiem. some fucking Why?
2: I really like Requiem for a Dream.
1: I I, I don't think it's possible to like Requiem for a Dream. It's a, a very dream.
2: good, very well-made movie.
1: It's fucking Those miserable. Oh, it's Gems. Yeah. But it's miserable, though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But I think it's I think the way that the drug taking is depicted as the, the little snapshots of you know, like cooking it and then putting it in the syringe and then injecting it and then it's juxtapositioned against her legal drug taking from her prescriptions. Yeah. And, stuff. I, 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 and, I, yeah. and I think that's really I think I think that's really interesting for its time especially. Like a lot of films do that now. They put they put the the, the dangers of the legal stuff ag- up against the dangers yeah. of the illegal stuff and kind of show that they're both shit. But I don't think as many films did that at the time. And I think it's quite, it's really, it's a really interesting watch and, and watching the effects that obviously the diet pills are having on Ellen Burstyn that's in it. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it's quite, it's, just, it's quite, this quite serious, miserable fucking movie about everyone's downfall due to drugs. And then there's that bit where she goes to essentially prostitute herself at a party. And then the whole gravity of the whole thing is just ruined, by what, what next? Ass to ass, and then it's just ruined. Mm. The gravity is gone.
1: Yeah, because because no, yeah, I'm fucking not gonna say it. What? Because Aronofsky is, is is somebody who occasionally needs somebody to sort to, to, to kind of calm him down and go stop it. Mm. Just stop it. Just you don't. No, he he occasionally needs a grown up in the room.
2: Jared Leto loses his arm.
1: He does lose his arm because it's miserable.
2: It is miserable.
1: Oh, it's grim
2: as well. He's like gangrene.
1: Yeah, because gangrene is miserable. I just, I, I, the thing is with with, with for Dream, I watched it. I never needed to see it again.
2: How many times have you watched it though, Mark?
1: Twice. Yeah. I don't need to watch it again. I've seen it. It's, it's good. I don't think it's good as people want it to be.
2: I actually, not enjoy it, that's the wrong word for it, I probably got more out of it on this watch, maybe because I want to might give it a Fucking miserable, in it? It, it? I
1: just, I, I, I just don't see why I want to make myself that miserable.
2: Because not all films are about like sitting and happily clapping your hands together and going yeah. I
3: just, at the moment, I, don't, I think Requiem for a Dream* would be a bit much for me as well, Bax, If I'm honest.
2: I think, I See, I'm, I'm having a different reaction. I want to watch misery. I want to fucking rebel in it i we'll roll around in the misery and just accept
1: my lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. How, how how long is Wrecking for a Dream? Three hours. It's it's long as well, isn't it? You've had how long it is? I'm looking now. Cheers. Um, is that everything that you've rewatched? That's all I watched on my own. Yeah. It's, it's not three hours. It's what, hour, hour and forty two.
2: Jesus.
3: Fuck off.
1: Wrecking, Wrecking for a Dream is an hour and forty two. Yeah.
2: It's snappy, it's pacey. I might sometime. give it a rewatch
1: in the next couple of weeks just so I can say it to you, yeah, I shouldn't re-watch that.
2: It's fucking miserable. <laughs>
1: fucking miserable. Oh, I'm going to really? watch some Polly Short and watch the flavour out.
2: <laughs> I'll don't watch Polly Shaw Unless it's Biodome and then I'll watch it with you because I actually quite enjoy Biodome. Bio I might
1: watch Polly
3: Biodome. Biodome. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Let's all watch Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a retro review of Biodome.
1: We'll, 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 we'll maybe save up when there isn't shit out. There's a lot <laughs> out next week.
2: Oh, that fucking Rebecca thing's out, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah.
1: Day. Yeah. Uh, and um On the Rocks is out tomorrow, I
2: believe.
1: don't know. Borat two's out on Friday. Borat right, Two's out on Friday. So, that, the, so that's what we're we'll covering next week, guys. um But to continue this week.
2: So from one Sasha Baron Cohen extreme to the uh,
5: I, Bobby G. Seal, have a motion pro se to defend myself. I'd like to invoke the president of Adams versus U.S. ex McCann, where the Supreme Court- All right, that's enough. Where are you learning these things? Does your young friend, Mr. Hampton, have a background in law?
0: Your honor, the other defendants would like to join in Mr. Seal's motion. Are you now speaking on behalf of Mr. Seal? No, your honor, I'm speaking on behalf of the other defendants. You're standing right next to him. Why don't you just represent him? Because I'm not his lawyer sir if i understand mr seal this last month and a half and i believe i have he is not represented by counsel overruled i am being denied mr. right seal, now my constitution will you be quiet for will you representation.
5: will you be quiet you have lawyers to speak for you
1: no he doesn't the trial of the chicago seven is written and directed by aaron Sorkin um, and stars um Yaha Abdul-Mateen, Sasha Baron-Cohen, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michael Keaton, Frank Langella, uh, John Carroll Lynch, um, Eddie ray bands uh, Mark Rylands, Jeremy Strong and some other people crop up here and there. What is the story of? It is the story of the Chicago 7 slash Chicago 8 um, a bunch of anti-vietnam activists uh who uh, attend protests and organized protests for the uh, democratic nomination in 1968 uh, but then are arrested and uh, charged with um, conspiracy to incite violence essentially i was
3: going to say the right to remain funky but it's not that then
1: it's not that uh this time around
2: Crossing uh, state lines with the...
1: Crossing state lines with the... To the, to the, to the to conspire. Conspire. Um, and is the, essentially, is the story um, of the trial, uh, one of the most notorious trials in American uh, history. It's
2: bullshit as uh, well, because Yaya was only there for four fucking hours.
1: Anyway, we'll get to all of that. <laughs> um, uh, and the story of that also told through the actual events that happened through flashbacks going through. Um, and a lot of snappy, uh, Sorkin-y dialogue. Um, Ian, try the Chicago 7, what did you
3: think? So I was eating it up like Kiki eats dog food for the first hour or so. Really, 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 really in. Um, I think it's interesting that everyone seems to have suddenly decided that Aaron Sorkin's shit. Um, given how much everyone seems to bang on about the West Wing. Um, when his dialogue often is witty, 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 witty. And I enjoy hearing it. But I will say towards the end it, I it was getting a little bit right, these characters aren't the characters from the social network. When are you going to calm down a little bit? Um, It was interesting. I thought it, it felt like his directorial debut and Molly's Game was his second film where I thought they were just there was some really fucking stagey moments like one night in Miami. People have said that that's quite theatrical and whatnot. It's like one night in Miami doesn't have a scene that literally starts with all the characters in darkness, a couple almost basically being the fucking Greek chorus in the left. And, um, I, 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 and then it's almost like the lights fucking come up and then they start acting. Um, there were a couple of scenes like that where it kind of, it kind of felt like they started, they ran the camera like five seconds before they were supposed to. And it was like, right, start acting now. Um, I will say as well, Daniel Pemberton, I usually really like his scores. I thought this one was a little bit misjudged, like the opening, for example, that music was going fucking hell for leather. And it was almost like this is gonna be a jaunty romp. Yeah, it was like no, just no. I like I really really liked it. I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen, as long as Borat Two isn't shit, I think is probably going to win Best Supporting Actor next year because it's showy and it's meant to be showy. But his character does have some really fucking good lines as well. And Baron Cohen acts the shit out of it. And I will say, well done. It didn't make me hate, hate Eddie Redmayne.
1: Uh, yeah, he before was... I get into to, to, to my, my bit of it, I, I actually turned around a Bex at one point in it and went, all right, fuck it, I'm going to say it. Uh, Eddie Redmayne is really fucking good in this. Yeah, he's he's
3: he's all right. He's he's good. He is good. Um. Yeah, I mean like I was it got me reacting in the in the right ways like I was kind of shouting at the TV because I'd had a couple of drinks and you know kind of but it almost felt like a film made for people who already feel this way. I don't know like this is not a film made for people for Trump fans because all they're going to do is say well yeah of course uh, you know of course this is what the left think. You know it it, it almost in a weird way, it almost felt like a pointless film because it's not going to convince anybody of anything. I don't
2: think it's necessarily there to do that, is it, though? It's not, I mean, it, people I, are very polarised. You're not changing anyone's mind on film. No, it is, and no. Anything, you, you might, might as well not bother. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're
1: not, you're not going to change people's minds nowadays, no nowhere. No, but I mean,
3: like, this started off several years ago as a Spielberg project, and it's like, it felt like if Spielberg was making it it would be I, a, a it would be aching to do that. I think maybe Sorkin directing it has made it a bit more entertaining.
1: But uh, I think in two thousand seven two thousand eight when they were going to when they originally started sort of Sorkin and Spielberg started the, the process of making it, I, the world was a very very different place to what mm-hmm. it is
3: now. Yeah, this this feels like an Obama administration film, not a Trump administration film. It feels it feels of. It feels like it's it, it, it's a message for this time, but to be fair, Queen and Slim is a message for, of this time, and it feels more modern.
4: Mm. But
3: I but I like the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Didn't it, it felt saw skinny and that's nice. But I don't think it's as necessary as maybe it thinks it is. But I mean, I'm intrigued to see what you guys thought. Thanks.
2: I I really really. Really like the Trial of Chicago seven. It's it's up there pushing for film of the year for me. Cool. It, okay. It made me feel all the things. Very angry with Frank Langella. Could have punched Eddie Ray-Ban, ray-bans when he stood up in the fucking court after they'd said just sit down. I don't care if it was a reflex. Sit the fuck down. It 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 just it, i I think it, it does really well at carrying you along with the emotion of the characters and the the what it wants you to feel. I think it's really Successful in doing what it's intending to do. Um, yeah, I, I I I really loved it, and I thought the the stylized way it told the story, like with the the um gosh, what's it called, like the expositiony bits mm. being done as part of Sasha Baron Cohen's stand up. Loved that. I thought that was really clever because you have to get it in, and there's certain bits that you don't necessarily want to have to act out and show, but you have to tell them for context, and I, I, I thought that was a really good way of doing it Um I thought it was really really well acted Um like you say Eddie Redmayne was not insufferable in it so there was that that's always good um yeah I, I really want to watch it again actually to kind of go hang on was I just a bit carried away with the emotion of it all the the ending of it obviously is very much like fuck yeah stand up and read those fucking names absolute bastards um but yeah i i did not expect to 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 be as moved by it as i was if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah absolutely um i actually i i I really liked the score i really (laughs) i really like daniel pemberton he's fast becoming
3: i fucking love daniel pemberton don't get me wrong i just not not this time
1: yeah
2: that bit at the beginning with the kind of jaunty music i think that was kind of it was supposed to be representative of the high spirits with which this was started it wasn't intended to end how it ended
4: Mm.
2: it wasn't supposed to end in riots they were going to kind of go right we're gonna we're gonna show these people how much we disagree with this fucking war and it was supposed to be this whole positive thing and then and I think the music is supposed to kind of highlight that. And then in, it in, a
3: in the parlance of our times,
1: I thought it was a bit extra. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I, the, I was for the first about 10, 15 minutes taken out by the fact that I was trying to work out um, where Jeremy Stronger got that that voice from. And then once I realised where he got the voice from, I was like, Ah, right, fine. I can get, I can settle down and start actually fucking enjoying this movie, um, because it was you know when something some is irking you and taking you out of it, and I realised it's Bill Murray from Caddyshack. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. And I was like, ah, that fair enough. Carry the fuck on. Um, it's it was more it was more stylised than I expected.
2: I think that's why I liked it more
1: than I expected. Um, but I do love a courtroom drama. And so, because of that, and because it was very courtroom drama y, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, fucking cool with this. Um, I.
2: Abby Hoffman was cool as fuck again,
1: as well. Again, I think I'm in between where both of you are in the fact that I really enjoyed it and I, and I, and I really. It, it, it annoyed me in the way it should annoy me, anything like that. But also, I do think it's. A little bit to an extent, the stylization, um of it—it's not hyper stylized by any stretch of the imagination—but it is, it's, it, it's tweaked a little bit beyond the um, beyond the reality of these people. It's tweaked ever so slightly yeah. uh, to them. Stuff
2: like this is always going, which, but, which
1: is fine, but it, it is a little bit like. I'm I'm very glad we got this version than a oh, 13 season. years ago or twelve years ago Spielberg yeah. version. Because I think that had been that would have been very dry and we'd have had a big booming John Williams score at the end and it would have it would have finished and everyone's dad would have liked it, but we'd have probably gone mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. A little bit like that. Um mm-hmm. whereas this felt a little bit bouncier and i quite i quite got on with that but mm. i can also see the fact that it's it's telling a story we already know but i don't think most people know the story if you get what i mean? Mm. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Um, that's out there um sashbroke is 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 very good i like the the change scene you get with it the fact that red man's character He's constantly thinking that he's the he's the most level-headed in the room. And that he's the... Literally, he says at one point, someone's got to start acting like grown-ups. Yeah. And he thinks he's the grown-up in, in the room. But, you know, he's told by Mark Ryland, you know, you want to give him a little bit of credit. He's a lot smarter than you seem to think he is. Mm. And then in the room, when he's... When, you know, literally, he, he... When Ryland's going, right, do you want to know how it's going to fucking go? And goes at him. And basically, he's not saying, this is the smoking gun. This tape is the smoking gun. He's saying, you are the smoking gun. Because you think you're level-headed. But yeah. you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're When you get wound up, you become what you think he is. When he gets wound up, he becomes what you think you are. Mm. He can stay level-headed in that. But there's a, there's a great moment. That I think is the moment that, like you're saying, Ian, if if things land well, the moment that we'll win, um, that, we'll, that we'll win, something i calling the Oscar, is his reaction to uh, Eddie Redmayne when he works out that he meant to say hour. Yeah, And yeah, he yeah. starts going over, oh my God, and he starts going, you use this, and it, it's a really yeah. irritating thing you do, doing you're right, and he's like, you've right. read my things, like I've read everything you've written, you're a really talented guy.
2: Apart from?
1: Apart from the fact that you keep doing this. Yeah. And, and then it's like, right, okay, you're not just playing a character. You're not playing one of your characters, Sasha. You're playing, because at point he is a little bit of a Sasha Baron Cohen character. But at that moment, he goes, no, I haven't been playing a Sasha Baron Cohen character. I've been playing a character to essentially to pay for all of this defense and all of this fucking yeah, shit that we're yeah, going yeah. through. Yeah. And here I am and i thought it was a really it was a really nice moment for it you get all of the sarcasm, you get the a uh, showiness of it and i yeah it's a very good point that ian this feels more like a first move in the molly's game did
4: mm.
1: yeah yeah um, absolutely and uh, that that was really interesting yeah that, that point actually yeah I, I i totally did did did, did get that um, from this i really liked it um it will probably be in my i i i, I both hope it is and hope it isn't in my top 10 at the end of the year because i'd be very happy for it to be there but if i see 10 films that are better than this during the next two and a half months that's fucking cool
2: this feels more sulkany than molly's game
1: though it does feel more sulkany because you've got that you've got the roundness of it all Mm. yeah uh that's there but um but i think this is more akin to, um, and I've not seen it, so I, I might be talking absolute fucking bobbins here. <laughs> um, but this is more akin to West Wing, Sorkin. Mm. And Molly's Game, I think, is more akin to social networks, talking. In the sense that it's, um, this is telling a lot of stories at once. are mm. all uh, heading the same way. Whereas social network is telling a small story that's heading a big way. And that's what Molly's game does. Molly's game is focused on one single
2: See, I don't agree there. I think Social character. Network, it, it, it tells all the characters' stories and then pulls them together. Yeah, I
1: don't think it does. I think it tells, I think it's telling a few different versions of the same story, mm. but, but through Zuckerberg. Yeah. Whereas this is trying to tell you everybody's story. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I think it's very, very good. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um. I like I said, I'm glad we got this version of it, rather than a more dry version that we could have got.
4: Mm. Because I think
1: it, it, it's a it's a preposterous yeah. story. Give it a give it a film that isn't going to try and tell the world off.
5: Yeah,
2: I think it's I think I like the way that it brings together like like you say you've got the juxtaposition there of the really serious one that thinks he's a grown up. When he gets wound up, he kicks off. Mm the silly one when he's fine when he gets pissed off he gets serious and it's like you don't expect under extreme circumstances for sasha baron cohen's character to be the one that is the grown-up there Mm. um and i like it, it pulls together all these different kinds of characters you've just got you've got fairly anarchic kind of um Characters in the Abby Hoffman and the what's his name?
0: Um, oh, fuck. Rubin. 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 Joe,
1: Jerry, Jerry Rubin. Jerry Rubin. Yeah, a, a man who literally became a wealthy stockbroker. Yeah, mm. and then
2: you've got like the establishment guys in, um obviously Eddie Redmayne's character and think he called Rennie?
1: Yeah, but then you've got things like I, 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 a great. I actually think that the most heartbreaking moment in the movie and it, 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 it's not a movie of heart but it's a movie of moments where where you're watching it going oh, fucking hell isn't any of the Langella thing it's the fact that they managed to piss off um, David Dellinger to the point of where yeah. he punches somebody mm. um, and, and you've got a perfect person in John Carroll Lynch to play that mm. because you can see him getting angry and getting wound up and then he, he, he punches the guy because because of the injustice of us all and, and but you can see him hit me and he thinks it straight yeah. away he's like I I I don't do that. Mm. That isn't what I do, and it's caused him to break a core part of himself. Yeah. You've broken what is a really good man who shouldn't be there. I like John Carter. You know, and you can break the guys like um you haven't broken Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin because they kind of are supposed to be there. Yeah. And then the, the, wonderful, the wonderful way that it deals with the other two characters where literally at one point, is it is it, Abby turns around and says, you guys, why are you here? Do you, do you ever ask yourself that? And they both go every day. And then he tells them, and then literally you don't even see a shot of them after that. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's a, it's a great way of dealing with them. Yeah. Of going, you're here to get rid of it. And then it doesn't, that explains why they're not there later on. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a really it's a really fucking good film, but I can see why Ian you didn't quite get as high as it as maybe Bex it.
3: Yeah, no, I mean I thought it was really really good, and if it wasn't for the the, the kind of the wealth of LFF stuff I have watched over the last few weeks, I probably would have said yeah it'll be a pit in my in my top ten. But it, it just it wasn't it wasn't quite there for me. But God, yeah, no, I mean it's a really really fucking good couple of hours. Don't get me wrong.
2: Can I just point out how impactful a performance it is from um, Abdul Mateen as well?
4: Yeah, considering oh, yeah, great.
2: he's not really part of the story, <laughs> he doesn't have an awful lot to do, but he's so memorable, like just with his objections and stuff. The fact they yeah. just getting
1: so he he, he might used to be ang- calmly angry, yeah. in a wonderful way.
2: you refusing me counsel. You've got you've got a counsel sat right next to you, but he's not representing me. But and. and it, it just the, the absurdity
1: Also Rylance is fucking brilliant. Yeah he is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rylance is fucking brilliant. It's the bit when he loses his fucking temper.
2: Yeah. Oh god when well, he's getting all their fucking names wrong. <laughs> fucking Vine glass. Yeah.
1: Swinglass.
2: That's Mr. Vine glass. It's wine glass.
1: Um Right, so yeah, definitely not shit.
2: Definitely, definitely not shit.
1: Alright. Oh, uh, our audience poll: sixty percent definitely not shit, twenty percent touching cloth, and twenty percent shit. Um, we 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 have a question. Oh, I've got questions. I
2: haven't prepared. Well,
1: I haven't prepared an answer. Uh, Rick, Kidd at Rick in if you <laughs> could own any own one car from a film with all the specs from the film, i.e. the Bond Aston Martin all the gadgets, or Herbie has a mind of its own what car would you pick cat bus oh you went in there strong straight cat away bus. didn't you
2: yeah i want that fucking cat bus
3: um the tesla that the woman in the snowman owns so that i can have a tesla
2: <laughs> oh mac you look so disappointed <laughs>
3: I just remember watching the snowman and thinking like, oh shit, it's a Tesla. It left an impression on me. <laughs>
2: That's fair. Mark, <sighs> maybe you're broken. Do you want to get in the cat bus with me?
1: No. <laughs> How sticky would it be in there? I just—it's freaking me out. The cat bus. Very inside. Nice. I don't like the idea. Oh, of I, I don't know, know man. That's a, a lot of like.
3: There's a lot of fucking moving body parts being smushed all over the place in that motherfucker.
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not what is it? I'm going to I'm, I'm go really fucking basic. Not as basic as Ian. <laughs> I'm picking just a fucking generic car. I thought want a Tesla. Oh, fucking, yeah, I, I, I want that. Oh, I want the car from Bob <laughs> Carol Ellis. Fucking, what is it? I just, I, seriously, a Tesla. Because <laughs> it's a Tesla. <laughs> What better not even a better film that had a Tesla in it.
3: Well, there probably <laughs> has been. Oh, hell, all right, Fucking hell, alright. It was the first thing that came to mind. I don't know. The Batmobile. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> Is that going to be
1: what
4: you pick? No. What are you going with? I'm going basic, but not that basic. <laughs> Eleanor got in 60 seconds. Ah, that's not that answer,
1: actually.
2: Yeah. Now, I'm still sticking my cat bus.
1: Cat bus one's freaking me out.
2: Yeah, amazing. It's just like leaping across the countryside. You're there just driving your normal fucking car, just on roads and shit, and I'm leaping across hills and stuff with well, a grinning
1: well, cat. No, no, I'm murdering the planet.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? While Ian's driving around with a car beeping at him, trying to find an electronic charging point.
2: <laughs> and I'm leaping over hills. And
1: then when he gets there, there's a little sign I noticed stuck to it that just says, you had all the clues, Mr. Policeman. <laughs> i <I'd> will <take> say that.
3: <laughs> Mr. Police, I gave
1: you all the clues. We started what, watching the this a while point. ago.
2: Yeah, it just petered out. It? it petered
1: out a little uh, bit, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining having a catwalk now. I'm well excited. Can it happen? No. Can Rick J. Kidd make it come true?
1: No, I that don't happens. think he can. If anyone could, he could. If yeah. anyone could, he would be but,
2: Are all right, Matt? No. <laughs> Why? <I> don't know. <laughs>
1: Y'all just freaked me out, and he picked, a, he picked a, just a car.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you pick just a car.
1: But it's a fucking aspirational car. I know his is an aspirational car, <laughs> if somebody says that. It's, Tesla. it's a great yeah. white buffalo car, isn't it? It is a great white buffalo. His is a car that I walk past every day. <laughs> <laughs> You day. I'm sorry. Because it freaked me the fuck out. imagine it
2: just fucking the, the car went,
1: meh, <laughs> at me.
2: Oh, the car in Who Framed Brought Rabbit's pretty good as well. That one walks on its tyres.
1: Freaking me out with all these fucking weird cars now.
2: You don't want a normal car, do you? They're boring.
1: I, I don't want a car with its own mind.
2: Why? I told you. It. <gasps> Kit! Oh, that's not a movie.
1: Actually, I no, don't do have a movie.
2: Kit. I've
1: kicked. Right, so, Mile tangent i know we're there the end of the show Mile tangent do you ever have a movie that or, or something that reminds you when you when you say the name of it it reminds you of a weird like a taste or something like that because you when you associate that taste with that movie or anything like that no just me on this one possibly yeah maybe. yeah I think Ian, is this just me on this one yeah i think so mate Ah, so night rider the movie they made a movie of it um
2: did you see it in the cinema
1: what did you see it? No, because it, it was made before I, before I went to the cinema at that age. But I rented it a few times. Um, but for some reason, I always associate it with a Milky Bar because I must have watched it eating a fucking Milky Bar at some point. So whenever I think of of of, of, of Night Rider the movie, it makes me want a Milky Bar. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Look, I'll get you a Milky Bar after we finish recording. We won't watch Night Rider.
1: It's, generally is that just me? But like certain like.
2: There's none I can think of.
1: Because well, it works for, like, songs as well. Like, if you hear "Tiny Dance, you want to watch Almost Famous, for instance. Yeah. But not... not okay, cool, brilliant. Me, just me on that one.
2: Just on flavours, I think, yeah. All
1: right. I'm happy, though. Just me and Craig David. Um, <laughs> what are we covering next week,
3: Ian? Uh, so, like you said earlier on, it's quite a busy one. Um, Ben Wheatley's Rebecca hits Netflix. We've got uh, Sophia Coppola's On The Rocks. And, uh... Borat 2 so uh, yeah it's a busy one again um, Honest Thief is out in cinemas but I am i can't so there's that but it sounds like we're going to have enough to talk about um, we're, hope, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be recording the Fincher show I'll be honest guys was going to talk to you about this after I don't think I'm going to be able to get, um, get everything done by Wednesday because my OCD is compelling me to watch Aliens before Alien 3 and then I've also got to watch 7 so I might need to rearrange.
4: That's cool.
2: What are you thinking?
4: Um, the weekend? I don't
2: want a late on Saturday,
4: not We we'll Sunday. We we'll Sunday. We'll sort something out. Sort something out. Yeah, we'll sort something out. We'll sort something out. Uh, we've
3: also got the Resident Evil 2 board game playthrough for patrons coming up. Uh, I believe we're doing that next week. Yep. Yeah.
1: So. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm really, like, weirdly looking forward to this, but I have no idea what the fuck it is.
2: I have to try and get my head around the instructions.
1: I'm not reading the instructions. I don't
2: know, but that makes that. You just. You no. Know, chaotic evil.
1: <laughs> It'll be a laugh. So that was um, episode 368, I believe. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's such a good host. Better you. I, I'm a really good host when I whenever I host.
1: You don't host.
2: Well, that's why I'm really good at whenever I do. Um,
1: because I don't. Right, so next week Becky's hosting. No, uh, that's really confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you very much, listening guys. Thank you Rich, oh, very much, Becky. I've been very thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much. Uh, right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
0: The Pod Syndicate Valley. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.